0: the Journal fans This is episode number 113 which is uh, a great double episode It is Everything, everyth- Everywhere, All at Once from 2022 uh, written and directed by uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel uh, Scheinert and uh, starring with us, uh, Michelle Yao and Jamie Lee Curtis Uh, And he was nominated for 10 Oscars this year, which is pretty incredible. And we pair that, of course, with Bullet Train. Of course, you think, why is Bullet Train those two things related? They are definitely related, and we get into that. And that's directed by David Leach and, of course, starring Brad Pitt. Uh, This is interesting. Uh, We find these films to be fascinating because they are movies that are very important in 2022, and they seem to have escaped the uh, Marvel fatigue and DC fatigue and superhero fatigue in general and just all of the franchises and so they made their own thing and I thought that was really fabulous and we should celebrate that, which of course we do. Of course, we always tend to do older films, but these are very current films, and we thought it was very interesting to do that. Uh, So, very excited to have those things on. Uh, Speaking of Oscar stuff, uh, we are actually going to be doing an episode, uh, recording an episode on our Twitch channel. So, just go to twitch.tv slash martini underscore giant for that. And it will be this Saturday, March 11th at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you'd like to watch it, we are going to be doing Annie Hall from 1977, which was nominated for five Oscars and won four of them. Uh, And this is a user suggestion. He uh, wants to pair that with a movie called The Worst Person in the World from 2021, which is a Norwegian film. And I think this is going to be a very interesting pairing. So first of all, thank you for making that suggestion. Um, Love to have that. Uh, he's a, is one of our uh, listeners who is Norwegian And he thought it would be a good pairing And I'd love it that, they exp- that he's exposing us to Some new and interesting things If you'd like to be part of that And suggest some great films We'd love to have you on. Just go to our Discord uh, And uh, the link of the Discord is in the description of this YouTube uh, Or of course you can just uh, go to our, our, our webpage And find it out there That's uh, martinigiant.com Uh, But yeah, we'd love to have you as a member of uh, Martini Giant. And of course, if you are a subscriber on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash martini giant, uh, you get access to our subscribers only section on our Discord where we have some inside information and you of course get preferences on uh, preferential treatment on any movie suggestions or watch party suggestions that you have there. But for now, please enjoy episode number 113, everything, everywhere, all at once, and Mm -hmm. bullet Train. Enjoy. And
1: cheers.
0: I am very excited about the fact that we put these two things together at the very last minute. In fact, so much at the very last minute that Daniel, I think 15 minutes ago, just finished watching I, Bullet Train. I
2: literally Train. finished watching Bullet Train at uh, 2.57. At
0: right. So, so he <laughs> got dead. through Bullet Train. We got, we got there. Right at the end. Uh, which means he did not scrugs it. Uh, yep. Eric, did you scrugs anything? Nope. 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 You watched all I of it. Not
3: my style, baby doll. <laughs> Wait a minute.
0: You coined <laughs>
3: you the phrase. That
0: you created scrugs <laughs> it, which is uh, which is great. Uh, but anyway, we got through these two things. I am excited about the fact that we have some very interesting movies to really put a perspective on 2022 and filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in that area, uh, which is interesting. I just want, I just I, I put it on our on our Discord. There's an article in the Atlantic about how ridiculous the f- theater movie experience has been, mm-hmm. and it was fascinating. Like it was literally like Thanksgiving going to the movies. What is there to watch besides a Marvel fest? Right, and it was shockingly little almost nothing almost, almost nothing. nothing
2: yeah i mean the uh that's why the you know it was a big turnaround because of avatar and top gun like things were slightly different this year but you know it's like the normally during thanksgiving you'd have like you know a, a whole selection of mo- kids movies now all the, the no don't all that's
0: on that streaming stuff.
2: no <laughs> it's all gone like, it's all it's gone marvel films that is what that is what you get that's what you get
0: the theater experience is dead, mm-hmm. but that does not mean that movies are dead. Because clearly, there are some interesting productions being made, right? And I'm very excited about talking about that. Now, there's different levels of them, but uh, I thought that these specific ones, which are both uh, you know uh, uh, Asian Asian influenced. Both of them.
2: Yep, yep. I think that's kind
0: of interesting. Which I thought is fascinating and wonderful at the same Mm -hmm. time. Right. Uh, So we're talking today about the movies uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. that came out early part of the year. Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. And then the second one is Bullet Train that came out uh, more recently. Uh, And uh, obviously Everything Everywhere All at Once has a lot of critical acclaim. And Bullet Train, honestly – I'm just gonna, you know, it's a fun one. <laughs> kind of <liked> <laughs> well, you know,
2: I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. I really enjoyed Bullet Train. I think that's I a good
0: did movie. Too. That's, a good, that's a good movie. I had like, fun watching yeah, that movie. Bullet
2: Train. I have Bullet Train is a, is a is a is a very good middle middle uh, tier Hollywood. It's like Mister and Mrs. Smith. This is the same way. I mean, yeah, like, that's yeah, exactly what this it is. It's fucking right. I mean, it is like, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's very funny. It's, it's, funny.
0: Very it's funny. Brad Pitt as hell. is fucking
2: is, is charming. Brad Pitt, as
0: hell. you can't, you can't. Uh, sorry, it's but it. you can't go wrong with Brad Pitt in that situation.
2: Yeah, it's like I like it. I like when he plays the dumb guy, and he plays a really He's sweet a, dumb he guy. Plays he plays the great dumb guy. So I was, uh, I was like, I, I like, think. Yeah, like I'm.
3: I, Steve Zahn also plays a really great.
2: Book, yeah, right? see, he, like basically, he's doing a Steve Zahn in this movie, right? And uh, and so, like, I will not be saying uh, I won't be saying anything bad about Bullet Train. I will be saying, "Oh, they, these are these movies are on the opposite ends of production they are scales, definitely right? <laughs> <ends>. Yes,
0: uh, <laughs> which and, is what we will be talking about right. in a lot of ways. Yeah,
2: uh, and uh, and I I don't think it's. Like my love of everything everywhere. Like I'm gonna like. Okay, I'm gonna put it to you this way. I'm going to be. I I think everything everywhere is one of the best movies of the year. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, it's,
0: uh, it's... I think in the in the last ten years
2: now it's, it's up there in the last ten years. I I have some very mild critiques of that, which means I'm being really really hard on it to set to even come up with critiques. Sure. And I have virtually no critiques of Bullet Train because I'm just gonna get out of the way right now. It is such a la bordering on lazy bit of filmmaking. Like it's so just sort of like, describe lazy it's filmmaking. It's like, it's such a gimme. Like it's such a gimme. Everything in it is oh, yeah. like, like you're going to love it. Like it's, it's just going to chill. Okay. They're okay. not threatening okay. themselves too hard. I am.
0: I'm going to, I am. Okay. I am going Seems to, like a tax writer, I'm please. going to, I'm sure. going to, I'm going to, uh, what's, what's the term you use? Like, uh, uh, the term you use like, uh, uh, no, uh, here, here's my. I, I, I'll, I'll skip to the end on my take on Bullet Train. It's like mm-hmm. there is Bullet Train and there's Tropic Thunder. Yeah, they're sure, the right. same movie, it's except like, Tropic Thunder is significantly better. We're, well, yeah, I would say like, because bu- it is Bullet better Train, writing and everything else. Right, Bullet Train but,
2: is like Kill Bill on Quaaludes. Like it's like it is a very. Nah. It's like oh. like a, they're like they could have made this movie a lot tighter and a lot better and make a real classic of comedy. Like a, like in fact, uh, uh, uh Caesar just brought up, uh, uh, Tarantino. It's mitz- what's up doc. Like what's up doc is one of the funniest fuck movies I've ever seen in my whole life. And that's oh, an sure. incredibly tight version of this kind of comedy. I think bullet train is they, I don't think they work that hard on it, but that my point is that's okay. <laughs> like, totally like, fine. like, I'm just like, who fucking cares? This is great. This is like, a, I, I don't need this to be, you know, five-star A-plus material. It's it's a B-plus, but it's a
0: really, really enjoyable B-plus, and every Did part you, of it is well, just a blast. Brady, come here. <laughs> Did you enjoy Bullet Train?
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
0: Sorry, again That's movie. so crazy. More than Bullet
2: Godfather?
1: Is It's like serious.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: First of all, the artwork on Sandra Bullock was horrible.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs> trash. Yeah, it's true. 100%. <laughs> oh,
3: for but, one second I got But but I
1: did like Bullet Train cuz it was like serious?
0: Was serious. it serious? Right.
2: Well, I think it had a serious, serious theme and to it, yeah. Funny. Yeah, like uh, I think he's right. Like it, uh, it landed a serious note on the end. most
1: stories happening at the exact same time.
2: Mhm. Yep. So uh, I, I found that
1: really interesting, but I loved how they just made all these little jokes in between like big fights. Like right. how um how Brad Pitt asked asked um uh Tangerine to buy him a a, a bottle of sparkling water halfway <laughs> right. through their fight when the the woman came in. I thought that was great. Right. was
2: right, right, my right.
1: opinion on Bullet Train. Hello, right. Martini.
2: Giant. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Eric. No, you know, like I think he's right. Like, they, like they there's a great the overall on Bullet Train is like uh, I saw the ad and I was like oh, maybe it'll work. I don't know. And then the movie started and I was like I guess it's kind of working. And then halfway through I was like. Yeah, sure, it's working. And then in the end, I was, I was
0: like, having it fun. Worked. You're having fun.
2: <laughs> it worked. And they sort of
0: like I wouldn't say it's serious, serious, but like no, it's not serious they, at all. They, they, they don't they, take themselves seriously no. when they made that movie. But like, have, it's a very expensive movie not to take yourself seriously. Yes, this is very true. How, and how like, much did it cost? I don't know, but a lot. My well, guess. and it, and it, and it took a, it took a long time
2: to make. It ultimately did make money. It did pretty well, but uh, that's because it had because. It came out. The reason why this movie ultimately did well is because it came out and sort of like underperformed. And then because there were no Marvel movies ready, it was the only thing in the theaters. And so it just kept on winning the weekend for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And then they made the Netflix deal. And so they ended up being profitable. And so, like, I think that there's nothing like there's nothing bad to say about the movie. It's a very entertaining movie. It's the kind of I thing like where, it.
0: like, it, I'll it's, watch it again. I'll, I would tell totally I me mean, watch it again. Yeah, it, yeah, like
2: this is on. I'll watch it. I feel. I feel the way I feel about like, um, I don't know. It's a mad, mad, die hard
3: on a train. Yeah, mad, right. mad, 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 mad world is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where I'm just
2: like, this is really. Under- it's it's a little sloppy, but it's very entertaining.
0: Spy, spy is a good one. Caesar put it up there. Right, right. Spy oh, is yeah. another one. Yeah, spy, spy is a great movie. But, but to me, to me, the the thing it's. It's so it, there's a comment is there's, there's a parody of of that type of genre of film which it makes fun of and there is a little bit of that right because it's got some anime vibes sure. to it it's got a little bit of Japan thing it's right. got a little bit of the the English. A gangster to yeah, It has the guy richiness right? to Guy Richie. Oh, yeah. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. Guy Ritchie. Yeah. So they're mixing all this shit together, yeah. which I'm totally cool with. Like, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. And they're you keeping know. the tone very consistent. Like right, and got a, a little bit, bit, bit of the right. Russian thing yeah. in there. Like they're they just put it all together. Yeah. It's like, okay, all right, I'm with you. Oh, and, and like, so,
2: like they know thing. like one of the one of the characters is reading um, Shibumi. I think uh, McMonkey Man will know this one. Shibumi is one of my favorite sort of like ridiculous spy thriller it's not it's like almost cartoon but it's like spy thriller novels And as soon as i saw that she was reading shibumi i was like okay i know what this movie is and they know what this movie is so we're good <laughs> right <laughs> like, like they, right. they were smart enough to tell me you know, In the you beginning. know it's okay it's okay dan i was like right, yeah i understand that's good It's good
0: yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting I, I, to me, but at the same time, I was like looking back at Tropic Thunder. it's like Tropic Thunder went the extreme, right? It Like yeah. it, it. It was. It was way, like it. Like to me, that's an elevated version of that. So yeah, I almost wish Bullet Train went full Tropic Thunder. Like right, because really,
2: Tropic went full Yeah, it's like exactly to quote Tropic Thunder. But I mean, like the that uh, uh, that Tropic Thunder, like. I think it's uh, Tropic Thunder has its own level of jack to it, but it's a very daring, pushy film. Like it's like we're really it's going not to Robert
3: Downey Jr. It's was, really going to so go good.
2: for it. It was, well, it was fucking hilarious?
3: But this is Brad Pitt, right? Um, He's not. Yeah, but Robert they're Hunter. they're they're
2: rolling the dice a little bit with Tropic Thunder. To, if like if it didn't work, it would have been it would have gone badly, right?
0: Yeah, they were uh, on the edge. That's yeah, true. they're on the edge, which I think is great,
2: which is what you should be. I mean, where they're, like, yeah. they're, they're, the only try, way it's going to be really good is if no, it's on to the make edge. it really, really work. <laughs> yeah. Whereas the this one, they went for sort of uh Sunday afternoon comfort eating Ebola. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you know, just like, hey, I've got a, I, you know, like I, I have some Doritos, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm having some noodles. <laughs> you know, let's put on yeah. Blow Trend, and that is a perfectly. I get the same joy out of something like Blow as I do out of like hammer horror films where i'm like i'm not asking this to be hamlet i'm asking it to be christopher lee and shitty bloody makeup like that's what i right. want and it delivers the yeah. goods so when, like when i compare this to of the many ways we can compare them when i when i compare uh this to everything everywhere like i uh, still
3: a love a film there
2: like everything everywhere is like that is top level They are trying to make something truly great, insanely innovative. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the hard-charging cinema that I
0: want to see all the time. And Bullet Train is like, let's see what we can do a bunch of things and make some money. Yeah, we got
2: Brad Pitt for a couple of days.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So, I guess my my lazy attitude is bad. All the chase scenes were like um, Long Beach. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. I mean like they like the 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 when I say that bullet train is lazy, I don't mean it in a bad way. I'm just I mean compared to everything everywhere, it is it's not exactly lifting a heavy sack of yeah, it's like it's not really going for it. It's like we're gonna take it easy and make a fun movie. No. Versus everything everywhere not only makes a fun movie, makes a profound movie and takes every chance it possibly can.
0: But a- it's ab- wild, absolutely. So here's here's the thing. I want to put it in there to to just uh, put it in perspective. So we actually thought about these two films. Oh, excuse me. Um, uh, we were going to do everything everywhere because that was a movie that came up, and uh, and and I was like, we're not going to pair it with anything. We're just going to do that, sure. right? And then when I thought about it, because I just watched Bullet Train, I was like, actually, let's pair it with Bullet Train because to me. These two films are sort of an interesting – in terms of quote-unquote original content that's not franchise-y, whatever, these are two interesting films that sort of uh, position us in terms of where filmmaking is today Mm -hmm. and how to do what we're doing, right? And Bullet Train is – listen, we we could marvel it, but we're not going to marvel it. We're going to actually use Bullet Train as the quote-unquote – popular film right yeah i wish I, I
2: i wish that Hollywood made more bullet trends instead yes. of instead of Marvel movies,
0: absolutely Ugh. and but at
3: Good the same, with that. yeah
0: uh, yes, I agree, but at the same time, it was interesting because I talked to some people who's who talk who's you know it's like what do you think of about everything everywhere and it was to them it was like honestly <laughs> the, uh, the the best analogy that I got is like is me saying that too much just gotta go right it was like I can't deal with this. It's Too overwhelming. Much, sure. It's yeah. overwhelming. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so to them, it was like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah,
2: I can't, I can't expect everyone to love everyone, everything ever. And I will. And I like, I'll say like, I do think that like, I almost wish that those guys, those directors, the Daniels there, um, waited two more movies or so to try to do this one. Um, to do which one? To do everything everywhere. Just because right. like, I think that they are extremely good filmmakers now I think that they probably learned so much in making this movie that if they were to make it again, it would be even tighter. Like, oh. especially the back third. Like, there is so much going on; it gets a little crammed. It's not quite overstuffed. It doesn't get in its own way, but you're it. Like, I had to like I had to change channels in my brain very quickly to hang on to all the emotional threads, and they pull but it off. They,
0: they, they do that by they design. Do, they,
2: they oh, without a doubt, like they they pull it off. But it's extremely. Like they, it's hard. They, yeah, they yeah. they barely pull it off, uh, and I feel like
0: we are go- people that watch movies a lot. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> we're so, like
2: professionals. So, like, <laughs> I, they, yeah. Well, it's just like they, that's the kind of movie where I can understand. I totally understand people seeing that and like flying off. Just they fly off of it because they can't figure out what the fuck is going on. That in in a way that uh, in another two movies these guys are going to be so tight at what they do. Yeah, it, it'll be. It'll,
3: it'll be next level. They're really level. gifted yeah. filmmakers. Yeah. I, I'm curious they're about geniuses. this. They're I mean, I'm genius. curious yeah. about
0: this because I thought about it with, uh, what's his name, uh, Looper director. Uh, 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 Ryan, uh,
2: Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson Seacrest? No, Ryan Seacrest. Ryan, Se- yeah. Ryan, Se- yeah.
0: Ryan, Se- Se- Ryan Johnson, like, because he did Looper, right? And that's like, st- Looper started off like, okay. And then suddenly like, what the fuck yeah, at the end? Snaps, yeah. Right? Yeah, and then yeah. it's like, oh. Uh, and then- but then, like now, we're on to Glass Onion, which is like, okay, it's fine. Like I, I thought it was fine. Like yes, but, but like I wish. Where's, he
3: was where's the next Looper? Right, <laughs> yeah, Exactly,
2: dude. Like that dude is that dude is living the glass onion lifestyle right now. It's just like, yeah, everybody like... loves me. I get to have my, my glass of rum and and chill out and make movies. Whereas when he was making Looper, he was on
3: fire,
2: on fire. Mm, yeah. You know. So yeah, it's a it's a difficult balance. Those guys the the Daniels who directed uh, Everything Everywhere, they also made a great movie that I loved, um uh called uh Swiss Army Man. And Swiss Army Man is Oh is that really funny? Oh, it's super good.
0: Super good, really. I charming, and and very that's uplifting. with uh, uh
2: Jake Gyllenhaal? No, no, who it's is a, it? a, It's a Dan, it's um Harry Potter and Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. And, and what's his name? The guy from uh the from the Batman plays the a villain of the batman radcliffe thank you thank yeah. you guys and uh <clears throat> and it's a it's a great it's a, it's a much simpler movie um but you can see this is where they really tried their 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 weird gags first and so they, wait is this the, really daniels? Pulled, D- it's the it's daniels? A daniels movie yeah and it's great it's terrific uh and i didn't uh, realize it was the same guys yeah it's really really great and uh, like and it's really heartfelt and very gentle it's ridiculous but it's re- they pull it off extremely well And so, like, I feel like, um, if I were to compare filmmakers, like, if you were to say, like, um, uh, what do you call it? uh, 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 Swiss Army Man is, like, how I felt about Jordan Peele's Get Out. And Mm. um, Everything Everywhere is how I felt about Us. Like, Us bites off just a little bit too much that it can chew. But what it's trying to do is amazing to me. So I really actually prefer Us. It's just, for like, it's, it's just like what the, like the meaning behind us and the, and the incredible depth of what he's pulling off in us is, is really spectacular. And, uh, and, and very next level filmmaking that he's not quite up to his own game in it. So it gets a little bit muddy, you know, it gets a little choppy. And, uh, and so I feel, and it's like, it's a much better, more interesting, deeper movie than get out to me, um, but he is also not quite at the level to pull it off what he, what he wants to do. And I guess I feel the same way with this, where I'm just like everything everywhere is the kind of like unbelievable creative explosion that I want to see. And I bet in like, this is the raising Arizona moment for these guys. Like they're going to become the next Cohen brothers.
0: Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's a good, that's a good they, way to put it.
3: They 100% are right.
2: And now I can imagine the Cohen brothers doing a better job now with raising Arizona than raising Arizona. But that said, raising Arizona is a fucking masterpiece unto itself.
3: Well, Come on, the,
0: okay,
2: yeah.
0: Uh, well, here's the other thing: is that uh, compared to raising Arizona, these guys have a good grasp of technology. Yes, way further well, stagecraft. Because yes. some yeah. of that practical well, not,
3: stuff was genius.
0: It's incredible. Well, yeah. no, 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 no. But they, but they they figured that out as they were doing it. Like they knew. Like every shot is carefully. Yeah, it's like they're working on the almost no
2: money at all versus Bullet Train, which is all the money.
0: Ugh. All the like money. All the yeah. money. All the yeah. money in the world. The, like, whatever you want to do, we got it. We got it. Don't worry about it. It's fun. Don't and worry about like, it. Just shoot. Yeah. Just bring in all the celebrities. Right. All like, the cameos. Oh, all like, it's it's, it's, it's Which, by the way, it works. <laughs>
2: right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and so like Bullet Train's got the Ocean's Eleven, you know, thing going on where it's just like the studios behind it. You got George Clooney. it's Everything's going to be great. Don't worry about it. And then on the other hand, it's... they got uh, great craft service. <laughs> they got
3: great craft service. Oh, I, know <laughs> I can imagine the craft service was amazing. Yeah,
0: and they turned out a good movie that I really enjoyed. They I did, really they about. did. I was entertained. Yeah. And the thing is, like a lot of people, like people who are like, oh, you know, everything everywhere too much. Bullet train, very digestible.
3: Very,
2: very digestible. Perfectly, and no crit, no criticism, no critique, but no very criticism. Digestible. But yeah. uh like, uh, but like everything everywhere is so good. Is like I, I, like I said. I don't want anything I'm saying negative here to come across as actually negative because this thing is so fresh. It blew my mind. Like I was crying my eyes out
0: and laughing it, like crazy. We, we complain about making today all the time. And yeah. then yet things like this still get up. Nice, so yeah, right. You talk about it's it. And then
3: all of a sudden, absolutely
2: four stars filmmaking. And Eric, it's, it's just that like, I want it. I, I can see where
3: they're going and I can't wait to get there. That's all. That's Eric, well, tell I like to
0: me, tell, tell us what you think. Tell us what you think.
3: I, I, Bullet Train was, uh, a little, you know, it, it was trying it was Guy Ritchie. It was a little bit all over the place in terms of, uh,
0: But did you, were you entertained? Though? It was
3: entertaining. Yeah. And yeah. Brad Pitt's great. I love Brad Pitt. Yeah. But it just was, yeah. it was, it was, it seemed like a, a great movie for a tax break or yeah. somebody was friends with somebody, but definitely, they sh- <laughs> yeah. They, it, it, but it was fun. I love the graphics. I love the color. Mm-hmm. Um. But it was not. Now I haven't seen anywhere, everywhere, every. You know what I'm talking about uh, until today, and that is they are really the next, as you said, the Coen Brothers. It's such a beautiful film. It's breathtaking. And by the way, because it had rent, I had to buy it. But it's fine because it's like a little master class. It's so damn good, and just these little things with like the lensing and it goes. It's they're really creative. They're really refreshing, considering it's the world of. Uh,
0: I do I do want to get into shit. this real quick, uh, real quick, uh, Eric, uh, about the the fact that you had to buy it because this this situation has gotten a little freaking crazy for Martini Giant mm-hmm. to the point where, like, week to week you don't know if you can watch a movie or not. <laughs> no, it's like things are changing. Hands it's so getting, fast, it man. is so fast. It's really weird, yeah. Like the yeah. way that rights are changing for streaming, yeah. like, like everything everywhere was very easy to watch anytime. But now- Suddenly. Because it's in the golden globes and the yeah, awards ceremony. It's jacked up to seventeen ninety five. <laughs> now suddenly, 19. 19, there you go. Th- yeah. Now suddenly you can't rent it and you have to buy it. It is insane yeah, how this totally on, on demand has gotten like, like seriously. It's like the stock market in terms yeah. of, and they, they just see it and they just turn up the
2: volume knob. There's just like more money from you Dan, and then lower it back down or they just take it away. There's
1: yeah. Like,
0: no access for you for no reason whatsoever. And now it's back. And my sense is I'd buy it all over it. And he's right. But like for us, for Martini Giant, it was like, you know, Eric, you got to watch this movie for the mo- thing. And he's like, OK, I'll all right. And he just like he's never seen it before. And he's yeah. now like forced to pay $20 to buy the movie that he's never seen. Now he, he will appreciate it. Like, but I don't well, want no, to, force I'll, I'll just send you the invoice, but the yeah, point well, is... that's fine. But I'm just putting it that way. It's like, the, the, and this was new as of like two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Like, and right. I was like, uh, yeah. But
2: yeah, like the, like, uh, Caesar, uh, says, uh, he brings up a movie. I haven't seen, but I hear it's called beyond the infinite two minutes, which is available now on, uh, Amazon. I think I'm not sure. He can write us on that, but he's like, uh, he says another scrappy, indie, uh, scrappy indie film. That is the thing with everything everywhere is like, these guys had a vision of the movie they wanted to make. And they definitely didn't have the money to make that movie. So they had to figure out how to make it. Right. And that it is so in love with filmmaking that it exploded the way that it did. It doesn't not just it doesn't just have a big positive statement, which is amazing. Um, it's the energy of the film. The energy of the film is so huge, that's why it's at the Golden Globes. Right. And so what I want to point out is that Hollywood is uh uh is turning out these Marvel movies and spending money on bullet train and all this kind of stuff when the money that they are jacking up the price for his 1895 for Everything everywhere because it's at the Golden Globes was is because of a movie that cost two bucks. Like because they took a risk, went out with energy. That's why they can get you to pay 1995 for this movie. Like because it's at the Golden fucking Globes. Like this sort of seems to solve itself. Like Hollywood, you're looking at diminishing returns for theaters. Make some good fucking movies. Well, <laughs>
0: it, it's yeah, it's true. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? It's fine. You know, I, I, I'm trying to look at this and say there are, there is, there is good movie making still being made, sure, and, and many levels, right? And I'm, I'm going to include Bullet Train in that too, absolutely, because, absolutely, because good old fashioned Hollywood entertainment, good old yeah. fashioned Hollywood entertainment, right. and everything everywhere at the same time is like, there's. It's 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 not a true let film. <laughs> yeah, Let's
2: just put it that exactly. way, right? It's not, like that's a totally accessible uh wide audience movie
3: that trusts if that people Brad are going to get it Brad Pitt dead. was not in it. Would you have would you have, what would the movie have been like? Everything oh, everywhere? Oh, no, yeah. bullet train, you mean? Bullet train? Yeah. yeah. Like bo- it would be a substantially lesser. I mean
2: like Brad Pitt is a big win for me. In it's that a big movie. win he's, for that. He's a, he's a real And it's
0: not right just because it's Brad Pitt. No, he's really It's fun. not he's not just his name. Fun. I mean, it's just like cuz he just has a character to him yeah. that's funny. Well, because like, like Brad Pitt, this is not like, I would
2: say that bullet train is not like something like North by Northwest. It is more like, what's the one with, um, uh, uh, Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman. No, Ingrid Bergman. And, uh, it's all in not Monte Carlo to catch a thief, to yeah. catch a thief, like yes. to catch a thief. It's kind of a weak Hitchcock. Like it's not a great Hitchcock, but it doesn't mean it's not fun. You're just like, it's a little bit slow. Who cares? These guys are really handsome and fucking everything's landing. You know, like that's, that's good. That's old. That's old Hollywood. B plus is good with that is the, that's where it should always be when we're going to, well, if I'm going to go see a movie, I'm going to pay 20 bucks for a ticket. I should get this. If it's spending 150 million bucks on something, I should at minimum get this. It should be, I, I come out of there. I'm like, yeah, that was really good. 20 bucks. And now let's go get some dinner. Like that was a good time. Uh, Instead of like, I go see you know Black Widow, and I'm like, I want I I want my twenty bucks back, and I want vengeance. <laughs> like 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 this is like why would you put me through or Jurassic Park, like the uh, whatever the last one was that we watched. Like I'm just like why like that's an utterly faithless experience. Like like you must the people that made this movie must think I'm the worst kind of moron. Like that it's this bloated and this overexplained and this loaded with just junk because they think I can't keep my eye on the ball. Whereas like bullet train, it pays me the respect of being snappy, funny, and it knows that I'm sort of half paying attention, but it's fine. It's tight. And it's a, it's a, it's a well done picture. Like that is the level that Hollywood should operate as a standard. Uh, and we've forgotten how to do that.
0: We did. We did. It's actually going to be hard to 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 go through the plots of these films, <laughs> especially everything everywhere.
3: <laughs> everything everywhere is like, what That's the
0: fuck is going yeah. on? Uh, but we will we will attempt to do that in 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 some to some level. Um, but I, I do want to go through it. But really, what I want to do, honestly, what I, the way I want to tackle these uh, these films is sort of in it together, in some ways. So that we can say, hey, he, you well, know, let's here's
3: do a podcast on it. I yeah, no, no, play. no. But the, yeah.
0: yeah, but more like like, how do we talk about how they tackle the issues of, you know, creating a movie and creating the story and, and et cetera, et cetera. Because I think there's a lot of things that, that went on, you know, and Bullet Train <whistles> took advantage. I mean the, Bullet Train is actually interesting. Bullet Train is a high-budget film done during a pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, and and, and and everything everywhere is a low budget film done during a pandemic. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and so that the pan the the pandemicness of these films yeah. uh, mm-hmm. is an interesting perspective in terms right. of like how do you make a movie during that time? Yeah, right? these limitations are pretty because extreme. How can they they are very stri- they're very uh, strict. And I think that like Bullet Train. Thought about those limitations, like let's just put this whole fucking thing on a train, right, right, and just most of it is just LED walls back in the yeah, background. That's, that's exactly right, it. and and that that worked, right? Like, how but do we? The make original the most...
3: script was a western, believe right? It or not. Well, whatever it was, and yeah, exactly. Alec Baldwin was scheduled to be the armor. I is believe the that may be true. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, God,
0: sad, sad sad truth. <laughs> oh, God. What are
3: your thoughts on that?
0: Like, like you know, it was
3: interesting. He
0: didn't like, press the. <laughs>
3: he's not responsible and i, I it's really shocking that they... i yeah I, th- I like
0: i I think that the uh, whole point of hiring someone to be responsible for that to take the liability yeah. and now he's liable
2: like i i think like i know somebody who knows the camera the uh the the dp who is killed and uh, really? yeah and it's that you know it's just a, it's just a giant tragedy it's just like this is the kind of things that happen on sets when people aren't careful with things that are just commonly done and they get careless about them. And so, like, I think that it's I think it's reasonable for Baldwin to Like, he's produced the thing. He hired the cheap-ass yo-yo that didn't, you know, uh, the well, that didn't do it right. Like, there's a, there's a little bit of... everyone. Like, if you just look at it, it's sort of like, we just gotta get to the bottom of why this happened. Yeah, like, it was... They they shouldn't have cheaped out. They should have gotten a better guy. But that doesn't mean that Alec Baldwin is culpable
3: but for But there's this. also the whole thing that... The he faces up to 18 months in jail.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that – I think it's – I think what what is good is that people should – I mean, like, we have the ability to do this without using explosives. Who
3: was the guy that says, that? let Eric talk? Where is he?
2: No, that's what – he's coming in. Just one second.
3: <laughs> Eric, go, for it. Guess what go it ahead. Talk. <laughs> no, no. Don't worry about me. I'm just a court No, but the thing is, from what I read, is that they had a problem with paying people and so forth. and right. I. I the details so the crew actually walked on a wednesday so everybody walked because of union rules and the hours they were putting in so they got substitutes right and they got a substitute armor right yeah. and it's, that was thursday was the accident
2: yeah that's like that's just like it was it was a is a, a shaky bit of production it shouldn't happen that way and this is the kind of accident that happens out of doing that like that's just what happened like there you don't, no one has to be mad. Like think Alec Baldwin is evil. Like Alec Baldwin, he, you know, he fucked it up. He didn't run the movie very well as a producer. This is the kind of situation you create when you have a shaky production and it's dangerous. And people just forget that it's dangerous because we do these stunts all the time. But it happens like this, you know. And so as uh, Caesar brings up, like we really don't need to do this anymore. Like uh, even on cheap productions like you don't need to have live rounds almost at all. Like if you're going to have them, there
0: is something to be said about the way that a gun
2: Oh, without a doubt. But I like, thing it's like, if, like off, right. Um, the thing is, I mean, like it is it is actually very difficult to make it look real real. But we're talking about like a a low budget Alec Baldwin western, not yeah. a Michael Mann movie. And uh and if you're going to if you're going to have live rounds, you should be spending the money to make sure that the safety you know, the like the safety the treatment of safety is really really real
0: but they were
3: fucking drunk
0: and shooting cans yeah. the previous no, night but
3: everybody left that's
0: what i'm that's saying like
2: thing. this is this is a this is a sloppy bad bit of production that they like everyone like that people are you know like may go to jail for it is
0: not the, the, the low surprise. budgetness is exactly why there was a live round in there that's, well, that's what a, i'm trying that's to, yeah. well, the thing, no, what but
3: like, the thing is go ahead Eric. they left the armor left. So I, I'm curious, really, who left the bullet? Because there was, a what, one bullet in the gun. And because the people left because of union issues.
0: Yeah. Oh, so it was a Trump supporter.
3: No. I'm kidding.
0: I know what you mean, Eric. Yeah.
3: What I'm saying is that I, I don't understand how a live bullet can get on set. The fact that the the – I'm not saying it's a union issue or the unions did it. I'm just saying somebody – Possibly, maybe there's a ten percent there was somebody disgruntled and they put a live round in. I don't understand how a live round could get onto it's, a set. And right. the fact that they switched armors that day from what I read. Right. That's so it's a brand new person coming in and it happened the next day or something like that. Right. So it's
2: Well if there's anything like if there's anything uh like actually illegal going on that's specific to this thing. Like don't we don't know I, I can't say anything about that. Like if they if there's a crime that happens like an actual crime then that's a very specific incident to this to this thing if we're going to talk people talking broadly about whether or not we should use weapons on set like we should
3: diverted but yeah yeah, no i'm just so i hate guns so the thing is like on
2: on on a low budget shoot you should not be using live rounds like uh, but unfortunately as you said chris it's reversed like 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 there's like you can just fucking do the stuff with after effects and it's going to be fine and your movie is probably going to be you know, straight to video anyway. So let's not risk people's, you know, lives by using things we don't have to use. And if we do want to spend the money, we really should spend the fucking money. You know, Michael Mann doesn't like Michael Mann has a whole shitload of real professionals uh, that are very, very expensive to make sure that when they use live rounds, it's safe. And that's expensive. That's why it should be expensive. But like this, this crew didn't do that. And I can see whether I can see whether they're liable but I don't think that people taking it to the moral fair grounds of like let's roast Alec Baldwin for I think that's you know, horrible. I think that's terrible. Like this is just an accident. And it's you know
0: like, bad decisions
2: were made, but he's not
0: a bad and, person. And he's he's a
3: great artist, and yeah. he's a human being and sensitive. Like right. the fact that yeah, he but he made with... fun
0: of he made fun of Trump a lot. Okay, but hold on a
3: second. <laughs> the <laughs> fact, look, the fact yeah. that
0: I'm just putting it. That's the reason why it's so big in the news a, right yes. now. And
3: she was a mother. I mean, and a beautiful person. That's like you know what, it, that's heavy in his heart. I mean, I'm telling he, you. Can, he, Killed somebody his own, like that's, yeah, like, his that's own incredibly prison, sad. So yeah. he's already serving time, as far yeah. as I'm concerned.
2: Like there, there's no reason to like this. Is it? This Chris man...
3: probably wouldn't feel guilty. Alec Baldwin would. Yes, that's what I'm that's saying. It's not a cheap shot, Chris. I'm it. just saying. It's just
2: the truth, it's an intervention.
3: It's just the, look. It's not a
2: negative. But, like that, that's the thing is that what I think is really gross is that people are are using this as a political football to using Alec Baldwin as sort of like a a as as a weapon and and his probable suffering uh as a as a as a weapon to make political points against each other which means you're using the death of, the accidental death of someone as a cheap way to make twitter points and i think that's kind of low so don't do that that's uh, 100% you, you know like this is an accident <laughs> that's all that is you know like it's preventable you know, and it's un- it's reasonable that it ends up in court and manslaughter and all those other stuff, but it's it is an accident. Nobody did this on purpose.
3: Oh. And and uh, it's really sad. Yeah, but yeah, it's so his problems aren't over. I mean, they're kind of just starting, I guess now, right?
2: Cause... Yeah, no, it's a mess.
3: You know, because I don't I don't uh, yeah. have anything. Oh, just what? quickly, so technically, it- you guys were hitting something, and it just dawned on me, like that's basically wherever the. Court cases—that's kind of Trump
0: territory. And I don't really. know. No, it's that. in New Mexico, which is actually very democratic. Okay,
3: but yeah, You like, uh, he can get an unfair.
0: Well, jury. I don't know that. I mean, that's where it was—the movie was shot. I don't know where it is, but
2: like, yeah, like i, I don't. I I don't care about all of Alec Baldwin. I don't know the guy. There's nothing I can say about it. Like I just mm. like if he goes to prison, he goes to prison, and my life changes not at oh. all. You know.
3: Well, that's like, kind of cold. I mean, well, it's, it's like no. A, well, it's part of our industry.
2: I, no, I mean, like I like I can talk about it in a general sense about I don't want these kinds of things to happen to people. I can't defend Alec Baldwin being a good or bad person because I don't know him. Right. So I don't have any. I don't have any on Quite honestly, I, if he goes to jail. It's just a fact that appears in my mind. I don't know him, so I don't feel good or bad about it. It's like, oh, is... oh. <laughs> I know I'm a cruel person, but oh. I've never met the guy at all. And he, like, he would not feel bad if I were hit by a car. So I think it's a fair trade, you know? So like, like the, as a, as a fact, this is what happens to this guy that's what happens to that guy.
0: I don't know the guy. I hope I'd actually be curious. I would actually I would love to talk to Donna about this and see what she thinks about it because sure. she would have some serious thoughts about oh, what yeah. the fuck
3: happened. To yeah,
0: it. I mean, she's yeah, she's she, she knows this kind of scene very well and she knows the people yeah. involved very well.
3: What if we find out she was the armorer? It's like, oh, sure. no. You never know.
0: Yeah. She's
3: don't old. bring it up, Chris. Oh, sorry. She
0: told me some stories like I had to do XXX. I'm like Holy crap, I was like, yeah. yeah. Triple X? Yeah,
2: no, well, I know. She's no. talking about Chris. But yeah, like, the, yeah, but, <laughs> but that's, but that's, this is the thing is that like, uh, I can, I think it's, I think it's good to talk about this stuff in terms of the industry and best practices, right? And, uh, and that's a useful thing to do. I think that Alec Baldwin is a human being and deserves respect because, just because he's a human. Sure. Um, and so don't be cruel towards someone, even if you don't know them. Well, I think that's
3: rare. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here. But you know, <laughs> well, like, cruelty does work sometimes. So let's just say <laughs> like if most you, of the if
2: time, somebody if somebody knows cruel. Alec Baldwin and is just like that fucking guy deserves this kind of shit, then they know him and they can have those feelings about him. That's fine. But no nobody else on Twitter is. does.
3: But the thing is you wouldn't want to wish this upon your enemies. I wouldn't wish I it say. upon
2: anyone. I that, that's that's what I am I would never wish just because I'm saying I don't care about him doesn't mean I want I wish him ill he's a person and he deserves respect as a person. Like I'm just saying, I'm not going to pretend as if I'm emotionally affected by what happens to Alec Baldwin's life when I've never met the man. I don't, I don't know him, you know? So like, if I knew him, I would feel differently. If I knew he was a good person or a bad person, I would have personal feelings about that. But like, but realistically, nobody on Twitter knows Alec Baldwin and they're all treating him like a villain. Well, guys, you don't know him. (laughs) Like, Stop acting like that. That's silly.
0: Thank you. And McMonkey Man appreciated the fact that I changed our background and he gets it. He's like, get on with the hot dog fingers. (laughs) Right. So, we are going to be talking about uh, a few other things. But I did want to take a little bit, like, listen. Hey, McMonkey Man, you've been listening to this podcast for a while. You know we go on tangents and you're just going to have to deal with them. Those tangents can go and you've known me for many many years. 45 uh, 45 minutes or longer. So, uh uh, uh uh yes, I'm sure Baldwin feels terrible. Yes, I'm sure he does too. Okay. I assume so. I assume so. So, let's get on uh, let's let's get on with uh everything everywhere because I think that is a uh, a film that is very interesting and uh, uh and fun to talk about. So, uh this film When did it come out, actually? Anyone have a date on that? Uh, uh, Everything Everywhere? Yeah. I think this is probably March uh, last year? This year, yeah. March 2022, right? I think that might be right. Somewhere out there. Okay. Uh, I I don't – like it's hard to describe this because it it starts off as a complete mishmash of Chinese-American – Like it is Chinese and and English all at the same time. Yep. Switching
2: back and forth really quickly.
0: The conversations that they have amongst themselves as a family is both in Chinese and in English happening simultaneously. Mm -hmm. So you have to read the subtitles when they're speaking in Chinese if you're Mm -hmm. an American person uh, and then go back and forth when they're like just listen to – and a little bit like Spanglish, right? but with Chinese Um, and very interesting. Um, And uh, they are uh, almost stereotypical Chinese family that owns a laundromat, (laughs) right? Almost cliche, right? In, in the United States, because a lot of laundromats uh, are by cliche owned by Asian people in the United States um, and run by Asian people. And so, uh, the woman who is uh, uh, running this is uh, Michelle Yeoh. Michelle Yao, fantastic mm-hmm. actress. She's she's incredible. You uh, Michelle, may, Michelle Yeoh has been uh, one of my
2: all time favorites. favorites for many is, many many yep. decades. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it, you may remember her from um, Crazy Crouching, Rich Agents, yeah,
2: mm-hmm. Crouching Tiger, Crouching right. Tiger, Crouching
0: yeah, Tiger yeah, as well. Right, but she no. was also in Crazy Rich Agents. More recently, she played. The rich mother and crazy rich Asians, yeah uh and it was fantastic in that she's just great
3: she, she's malaysian too is she yeah, malaysian
0: i don't know, know that yeah she is terrific
2: she's absolutely terrific and uh and she she it, uh, is most famous early on for doing all of her own stunt work um, oh. and uh doing martial arts films and she has done some of the craziest shit you will ever see it's just insane
0: i didn't Uh, realize that she was a big martial arts
3: oh yeah too
2: yeah so like if you go back and you look at uh let's see if i can load this up uh here we go okay so you go back to the 80s here back Uh, to the 80s yeah you're gonna see her in all sorts of stuff um uh heroic trio um uh uh, we got Super Cop 2, we have, uh, uh, Wing Chun, the stunt woman, uh, all this kind of stuff. And, like, she does stuff like, rides a motorcycle off of a bridge onto a speeding train herself. That's cool. <laughs> like, she's what? absolutely fucking no. insane. Yes, absolutely incredible. Which in movie pre- is that? I so
0: she's that. a Jackie Chang, the Jackie Chang of,
2: same,
3: of
0: yeah. uh, School yeah. of, of Daredevil. Yeah,
2: she is absolutely phenomenal. Like, uh, has a, you know Chinese opera schooling, all that kind of stuff. Um, and she wasn't really recognized as a great actor until, at least in the states, um, until Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, right. Uh, and uh, that was the transformative moment for her. Um, but uh, even up until uh, very, you know, like relatively recently uh it was uh strangely uh quentin tarantino was the one who uh she credits yeah like i mean
0: he's the one who's discovered all these great asian actors and directors no, right? he's
2: still he's the reason he started rolling thunder pictures and that's why Wong we know one car Wai, right yeah
3: i have the box set he put out of one car Wai stuff right
2: yeah. and uh and so uh he actually when he heard that because uh, michelle you know, was going through like a massive career lull. And, uh, and she tells the story, she's told the story on the circuit for everything everywhere is that uh, she was, she was going to quit acting. She had told her friends like, listen, I'm, I'm quitting acting. I can't keep up with this anymore. I don't get the roles I used to, et cetera, et cetera. And Tarantino flew to go see her personally to convince her to stay in the game.
3: How incredible is it?
2: And I was just like, "That's fucking amazing! That's
3: great." He's, he's an You
0: amazing... he also know how I have my problems with Tarantino, but in situations like that, yeah, he's a, he's I, a good-hearted um, guy. Like he, he cares about. Uh, uh, well, yeah. he's an ambassador. Yeah, absolutely. I'll just put it that way: yeah. He's a good ambassador to the system yeah. that makes it work in uh, for the arts, right. for the art of filmmaking, he's a good ambassador, right. and I will definitely give him that <laughs> credit.
2: For, to tap onto my Alec ball. like, I also don't know Quentin Tarantino and don't care if he's hit by a bus. However, I really appreciate <laughs> when people professionally support each other and continue, like, help them continue to do what they love. I think that's a very positive thing to do. So, like, whether or not you like Tarantino, I, care, I could care less. But, like, whether, like, that is the way to act professionally with artists you care about when you know them. I think that's a really good thing to have done.
0: Well, it was interesting. I was just watching a YouTube of uh alec guinness in 1977 doing a bbc interview about how he got involved with star wars and it was
3: very interesting. <laughs> he didn't really he was just kind of like star wars yeah he does
0: well he no actually he said specifically it's like it was like i was very interested in uh whatever george lucas's next film was because of american graffiti yeah right right so he's like, Oh, he's he's, he's the a really next great he's yeah, right. gonna be one of the big new filmmakers. Right. And then I got this script and I was very excited and I was like, Oh shit, it's what is this fucking stuff? it's it's <laughs> well he actually kinda like he didn't quite say it was like, Oh, it's a sci fi film. This is meh. Right. Right. And then I started reading it and it's like the dialogue is <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Right. But the problem was I kept turning the page because I was interested in finding out what happened next. Yep, there it is. And that's that was interesting is like but i kept turning the page that's the and i figured thing, if man. i keep turning the page people are going to want to watch this movie that's yeah. what he said is like yeah. if so it's like the dial is like i told i told george lucas like i'll do it if we can change some of the dialogue cuz this is terrible which right. they never did obviously the dialogue <laughs> in star wars is not great it's pretty yes. bad it's yeah, pretty clunky but the yeah. the narrative, really good story Good but the storytelling. Narr- yeah. but the narrative is like it's solid you right. know anyway but, no. yeah, that did, that did, in fact,
2: uh, like he resented uh, being identified as Obi-Wan Kenobi for the rest oh, of the time. Oh, for years yeah. and, years, and years, yes. years. Did he really? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. He's like, I was in fucking the Lady Killers, you assholes. Yeah, well, I was like, yeah, I was
0: fucking Macbeth. And I was like, yeah, I'm one exactly. of the most famous. Prince of the River
2: Kwai ever heard of
0: the River Kwai. He <laughs> was like. Uh, no, uh,
3: Next man, star? Oh, man. my God, it's Obi-Wan. Man. It's Obi-Wan. Great. Fuck
0: you. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So anyway, so it is, is this a, uh, an Asian family, let's put it, a dysfunctional Asian family living in the United States that owns a laundromat that is dealing with a financial trouble to try to, uh, uh, deal, you know, manage their lives and United assets, specifically tax trouble that they're right. managing, uh, the dysfunction is as follows. The characters involved are very important. One is obviously her. She is the main character. She's the one that's basically running everything and dealing with trying to create balance in the family. Her husband yeah. is a, a goofy, seemingly useless character. Yeah. Yeah, he's the, like
2: he's just sort of like a wishy-washy guy who's you know, he's like wallpaper. Like, he's wallpaper, you know. Like the he's like he's a like he is in their marriage. Like you can tell that, like the the love is still there, but it's like there's too much business in the way, and he's not.
0: He's not. There's no, there's no like, passion in their lives. There's no passion in their lives, right. and he also has. They do a great job of illustrating him as someone with a high-pitched voice mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> it's like yep. whatever like i gotta deal with the shit i got a customer here yeah, i gotta do this she's trying to get the fucking she's trying to do like a million things at once yeah. she's trying plus, to like do the ta- daughter right plus that she's with her daughter which we are gonna get to in a second. Same- but she's trying to like do the laundry do the taxes do dinner Deal Matt, with her,
2: deal with her dad, deal, deal with, with like, her
0: dad, deal with her generational
2: daughter, like, issues. I mean,
0: she's just like overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Many generations things, And then you also find out that her daughter is uh, uh, a struggling young woman, uh, 20s-ish. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. So college age-ish, kind of, mm-hmm. right? Uh, also gay, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not perfect body, right? Right. Ren, I'm just yeah. dealing with all these issues, which yeah. are an important part of the narrative. I'm not just right. trying to put it that meaning. She's like she doesn't have a thin body, right? She's uh, she's got uh, a girlfriend that loves her, but but the like family that, like it, can't quite balance. Yeah, that, yeah, like,
2: out. Yeah, like uh, especially like Michelle. She like she, she has a problem with her mom because her mom is. Like her mom's not homophobic but is very worried that her dad her that her dad is homophobic Gong Gong, and uh,
3: and
0: that we can He's played by the same guy who does uh, Big Trouble in Little China. who has been playing the old guy since 1979.
3: Films. He's been in more <laughs> films than any other actor. I so think six hundred.
2: yeah yes, it's uh, uh
3: yes, yeah,
2: James Hong, that's right. And so like James Hong He was
3: in Blade Runner.
2: He's in Blade Runner.
3: He's playing you know, literally he playing old guys. Grass. When He's in uh,
2: Chinatown. Yeah, he's yeah. That's right. He's the he's the um, grass, uh, grass. Yeah, the uh, that, uh,
3: oh, ca- grass,
0: glass.
2: Yeah, yeah, the same oh guy. Oh my god. Yeah. So he's been he's been yeah. in this for a long, long time. But so like uh, Michelle Yeoh. Oh, it's funny that
0: like you guys all mentioned like Chinatown and all these uh, Blade Runner, and I mentioned Big Trouble in Little China. Like that's my <laughs> that's, that's my stone, but yeah. it, but he was Blade a main Runner, ca- he was a main character in Big Trouble in yeah. Little China. Oh, a bunch of
2: classics. This guy. But yeah, he's like he's been playing the old dude for a million years. Uh, and he's like, good at
0: this. He's oh, he's great, really good. And because
2: uh, he's like ninety something now, and so yeah. Michelle Yao is Michelle Yao is very very uh, worried that he will not understand that her daughter is gay. Like so, she's trying because to hide this because school, he's old school Chinese. Old school. Right. right, this isn't gonna fly. So this uh, to the daughter is like, how come you can't stand up for me? You know, like you're always trying to cover this up as if it's not happening. And like the stress in every direction for everyone is extremely high. And the way that it, like what's really brilliant is that from the get go, it, uh, in terms of where the movie is going to go, it sets up a highly chaotic, uh, world where language is changing. There's confrontations between multiple generations, There's business problems. There's interacting with just American life problems.
0: Yeah. And and it's interesting to see, like, the perspective of Asian Americans interacting with Americans. Yeah. That feels that's the most foreign part. Yeah. Right? Like, suddenly, you. uh, This film was very. It was great for me to feel empathetic towards Asian Americans dealing with Western people. Yeah. Exactly. You know, not not, like her, her with the the guy who's comes by all the time is like, you got great perfume. My wife used to wear it. Right. And then the woman huh? with the dog, huh? right? right? The woman with the dog who's hilarious. She's a fa- fabulous comedian, right? right? And then obviously, obviously, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was like, Oh yeah. Well, that's so like oh. the, the brilliance of this is like the
3: this best is how was, you see these awards, you don't get <laughs> yeah. I love the awards. Those are so funny. Like it,
2: what's uh, this movie is so good and Jamie Lee Curtis is so good. I did not know Jamie Lee Curtis was in this movie. Jamie Lee Curtis shows up in the movie and I didn't realize it was her Brad
3: Pitt for was about just...
2: 10 minutes. I was oh my just God. like Wait a minute! Was that? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was totally shocked. She is amazing.
0: So good.
2: Yeah, she's great. She's great. But yeah, so the the business is having ma- massive tax problems. They have to go deal with an IRS agent played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and it looks like the business is going to fall apart. The family is going to fall apart. Everything yeah. is a mess.
0: Right. And Jamie Lee Curtis. So they go to the IRS. They go to the IRS office. Right and they all go together the 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 old man uh, the 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 daughter does not go right right so it's the old man the husband and the wife the old man doesn't speak any english right mm-hmm. and he's in a wheelchair right the wife speaks english always makes mistakes about like understanding things like right like her her interpretation of English is hilarious and they play it off really in a very funny way. Uh, and then uh the husband is just he's just uh, he's this uh, poor milk toast schlub. Yes. Uh, I don't know if I would say like
3: he's a he's a dreamer. Like, he's a he's a defeated dreamer. Let's put it that way. He's, de- defeated, well, he's pretty he's much – he's a defeated dreamer. He's a defeated dreamer and yeah. and his alternate character is what he's probably right.
2: Wanting. That's who he is on the inside. And so, this is yeah. played by Ke Huy Kwang, uh, who's uh, uh, most before this was mostly known for playing short round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, uh, that, oh and, that's right. And so, he's he's a tra- he was a terrific actor when he was young. He was very charming when he was young,
0: indie, Indy, Indy! Yeah, and he has had
2: <laughs> absolutely no major work outside of the Goonies, uh, between <sighs> then and now. And that's so, for, for him me. to hit it so big uh is so amazing and you see him like he's getting he's getting all these awards for this movie now and you're just like oh my god this yeah. guy it's just like, like what's up name? with him. It's brandon fraser at the same same yeah exactly same thing same thing these guys that have just been like in the wilderness and uh and suddenly we're remembering how great they are it's it's really powerful It's really great yeah
3: it's kind of sad too right? well, it's, like, it's too bad that they were
2: they were you know like forgotten about it for so long but um, it's great to see that uh you know people bring them back into great film it's pretty pretty
0: great yeah um yeah it's 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 great. So basically uh what what we uh we see is uh she is basically being read the riot act by Jamie Lee Curtis who is an IRS agent who is going through this mound of receipts on her desk and just kind of like reading her the riot act in this very dry way. Like and I I have to say they they completely change the Jamie Lee Curtis image, right? Yeah, she is the most unsexy, dumpy, right? bad dumpy. hair. Like she probably. Yeah. No, I mean, she. I mean, she's not that chunky, right? Oh yeah. But no, they, they probably just, put her in a bunch of hunched over. Pad, yeah. She put, yeah. her, she put yeah. her, padding like, to give her a pot belly. Her breasts I honestly, are all I, I honestly saggy did not
2: recognize her in the slightest. I mean, yeah. like she's like like Jamie Lee Curtis has been sexy her whole life. Like and, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, she's still sexy. She, she's still <laughs> sexy, and so like uh, like
2: for me to like make this transition in my mind to be like, wait, the, wait a second, is that Jamie Lee Curtis? I was like, yeah, oh my god, that's like the craziest makeup I've ever seen. And no I would think like if you're
0: yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, that is going to be one of the most entertaining. Acting roles to do, yeah, right? It's great. Like just go. She's having go. a blast with it. It's so it's so yeah. good. Yeah, she 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 took it. She took it all in, and it was just fabulous. And then Eric had this point where she's like, "They're like trying to negotiate with her." And she's like, "Listen, you can't pull any wool over my eyes. You see these awards?" And Eric was pointing, at it and he, and there's like so these awards behind her, and they're just these little awards on these little stands, but they're pretty much look like butt plugs. Yeah, it's just like sex toys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's like these butt plugs on awards and they have like dates on them on these little plaques and like wait a minute. Wait There's, a minute. Wait a minute. Those look like butt plugs. And it's like you see these you don't give those to just anyone. Yeah. <laughs> they're like right. Ugh. <laughs> And they're black too, which makes it even weirder. Yeah, it's it's uh, spectacular. The whole the whole the whole shtick
2: is great. And yeah. it, it, it continues this sort of level of chaos that the movie's constantly introducing because right. like they can't even get like like all these receipts together and all this stuff. And like there's so much like quick editing mayhem and all uh, you can barely tell what's
0: happening. I should note that like sorry, I know I know we need to go through a little bit of plot here, but I'm gonna tell you this. Like this plot is so all over the place that it's gonna be hard to try to do it linearly. So we may jump over a couple of different things, right? But, and no,
3: like for
2: instance, uh, Caesar points out uh, she's also trying to write off all her failed hobbies, which is why she's getting audited. Yes,
0: very yes, important. yes. Which I'm going to get to in a second. But before she even got to the desk, we should note that she's on the elevator ride up to to see Jamie Lee Curtis. At which point, her husband does this little like like reset thing, talks to her in a completely different way. Yeah, suddenly with a lot of confidence. With a lot of confidence, like, yeah. I don't have much time. I have to tell you what's going on, blah, 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 blah. You have a choice. When you get out of the elevator, you can go left or right, and there's a janitor's clock, and he's, she's looking at him he's like, what the fuck are, you, are you talking doing? about? Yeah, right. right, because he's completely like, yeah, la, 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 la. You know? And then suddenly yeah. like, no, no, you got to do this and that. And then like, what the hell's going on? And he's also got these <laughs> like, super cheap Bluetooth headsets from like the – early 2000s. The effects right. were great.
3: The little right. light on their head. <laughs> so yeah.
1: It's so yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. And he's like, wear this, do that, do this. And they're like, and it's, and it's super cheap. And it's like, you just put these things in your head and then do something. And it looks super cheap, but it totally works in this film. It really works. And she doesn't know like, what the hell are you talking about? At which point then her husband, Comes back to being himself, going, What's going on? And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about, and just moves on. At which point, we go back to the scene where I was talking about with Jamie the curse. Now, there's a couple things that are mentioned. One is Caesar said, Yes, she says, you can't write off a karaoke machine as a business expense for your laundromat, which but, is true, right? Which is absolutely <laughs> which true. Is true. <laughs> and then her husband says, My wife confuses hobbies for business. Mm-hmm. And Puts in like she has tried to do a bunch of things in her life and they have all failed, mm. right? Like singing and cooking and la 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 la, right? And so all those things have come up, and her husband's like she's just like it was an honest mistake. And then Jamie Lee Curtis like nah. mm. nope. And it, what's really interesting is that as she takes that receipt, which is a very important part of the. Uh, the mm-hmm. thing going forward and circles draws the in, circle, the draws circle this important. black, black, very clear circle over and over and over again and say this receipt. And it makes this big black circle around the, the number of the, 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 the karaoke machine. Right. What is owed? What is owed yes. in terms of that? And so this becomes this, this black circle becomes very important. As we move forward. Um, So uh, as that happens, as she's going through this audit, through this situation, her uh, husband, the one that was in the elevator, gave her uh, a piece of paper that tells her some instructions on it, which she's like, what the hell happened in the elevator? And Mm -hmm. she's reading these instructions and they're, very strange. Like, step one, take your shoes off and reverse your feet. First, don't right. right. Put put the left foot in the right f- shoe and the right foot in the left shoe. And then try to imagine this and then try to do this. And, this, uh, and so suddenly she she's like goes through it step by step as Jamie Lee Curtis is reading her the riot act. And suddenly her chair is just like... <laughs> Sucked yep. into the janitor's closet. You see this in the ad a lot, where she's like going backwards, like this, going backwards really quickly, yeah, right. right? And then it, and then they do this great trick. By the way, these are all like in very camera. cheap tricks to do it's in all editorial, all after all effects. editorial <laughs> after effects, a lot, yeah. and very effective. Mm-hmm. And then the lens cracks, and it creates this 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 fan of cracking uh, in the lens, like this. And then half of the lens on one side is her at uh, uh, uh at the desk with Jamie Lee Curtis. The other half is her in the janitor's closet. Right, different and, universes. And so she is basically. This is this is a a, a metaverse movie mm-hmm. done right. would which, which, <laughs> be done right <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> because exactly. there's been a lot of metaverse movies yes. out there, and this is one that's like split split universes. And this one is done right. And so she is in the closet or the janitor's closet talking to someone who is seems to be her husband who is giving her instructions while at the same time being read her tax stuff from the other side. But she's technically in the same building, right? Yeah. But in different universes. Yeah. And then – as this lecture is happening, one time, suddenly she's being attacked <laughs> from the other side by also Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, yeah. huh? uh, who is giving praise to what's the name of that person? The 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 Joju Juju? Yeah, 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 yeah the, the villain. The villain. Yes. What's her name?
2: Uh, the, I'll look it up for you right now. Uh, Juju, Juju, Juju.
0: Juju. 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 Baku. Which is... Which she can't even say for like half the movie because she doesn't know what the hell's going
2: on. Yeah, it is. Uh, just to be sure. So I don't get it wildly wrong. It is... Uh Oh my gosh. It doesn't even say. Yeah, let's go to the... Wikipedia, right? Let's Wikipedia this. I, I should know not to go to IMDb. It's... Always useless. Okay. Uh, it is. <laughs> Good cut. Yeah, the elf. It's even just looking at the Wikipedia thing. It's like, holy shit, this movie's crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, Jobu. Jobu something. Yeah. Jobu something. So,
2: so Jobu is the is the villain
0: mm-hmm. of the movie. Right. And so, um, what when she... <laughs> in in the cracked universe that she entered. She goes outside and it's freaking, you know, crazy town with Jamie Lee Curtis acting completely crazy with a tattoo of a black circle on her head right. and going, like, I prayed, you know, praise Joe Boo, whatever, right? And then on the other side, it's like, yeah, don't you have till 6 p.m. today to finish your taxes? Actually, I'm just gonna give you one last thing, and it's, it's like you know, from, from Monsters Inc., things like don't forget to do your time, <laughs> code, right? Exactly, right? Like, and, and it's like, what the hell's going on, right? right? And so, uh, it, it was kind of a little bit, uh, insane. Uh, actually, McMonkey Man said, uh, trivia the VFX for this film were all done by nine people, yeah. including the two directors, yep. which are a hundred percent. Correct, I believe all of that. Yep, because you look at this, and it was the most creative thing yep. when you
2: have to figure it out, you figure it out. Yeah, when you have the money to that was
3: the do it thing a million about times, really yeah. exciting. Because like, like, you could tell that some of the optical and the stuff over their face, just the, the lines where she was being scanned. Hmm? That wasn't like we'd give it a face scan, I would do no, it was no, it's just a laser treatment. It was yeah, easy. Like, all, this, you compare it, like to bring in, oh, train. they did it live action,
2: like, but mm-hmm. like bullet bullet train
3: like a little projector
0: that's what i meant it was like you just yeah. did like a little little laser thing so yeah.
2: like the, to compare the visual effects of this and bullet train now this had a budget of bullet I, train had a lot of effects like so like uh, what was the what's the what is the budget of everything
0: everywhere what was the uh, what was the actual full budget i don't know someone look it up on 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 our Here. chat help us out mcmucky man you've been very good so far
2: uh um, so it's a 14 million dollar budget uh, Jesus okay, fourteen million bucks, and Bullet Train is gosh, hundred and fifty, probably. Let's see, Bullet yeah. Train Ten times. is is oh, it's lower, ninety million.
0: So okay, All so
2: right. reasonable. All right. Um, now Bullet Train looks like a regular, uh, like it looks pretty good for ninety million
0: because it actually looks better than a lot of Marvel movies. Um, but yeah, but, is, but 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 okay, it actually doesn't like the, the the like I I would give it a lot of critique. I'm only giving – I'm giving Bullet Train a pass because of comedy and anime influence.
2: Yes. Okay. So, like, the, the ending of Bullet Train <laughs> looks about as bad – and I'm sorry for anyone who worked on this thing. I'm like, this is just the situation I know you're in. But the ending of Bullet Train looks about like the ending of the – what was the bad Wolverine movie where they fight uh, – where he fights – All of them? Like, uh, you know, No, this great Wolverine movie called Logan. But they're the, the yes. bad one um uh where he ends up fighting Deadpool when Deadpool had no mouth – the ending and special effects in that are some of the worst of all time. Like it's horrible, and it's nearly at that level for the end of Bullet Train. That said, the rest of Bullet Train looks okay. It looks serviceable, but for ninety million bucks, for fourteen million bucks, these effects look terrific. Like everything everywhere has better visual effects. Period.
0: Like I'm not fuck, fucking After Effects. Yeah, like this is <laughs> like this
2: is the difference between having to get a farm of four hundred people to slave away doing nonsense cleanup versus two guys and, se- and, se- and seven of their friends who are so devoted and in love with the movie that they've made that they're going to make it beautiful. These guys are artists and they're going to make it work and they make it work and it looks incredible. These are better visual effects. Like that's just how it works. rakakuni rakakuni <laughs> still... Love
0: that. Yes. Uh, uh, okay. So, um, so, uh, sorry, just trying to figure out how we're going to get through, uh, everything everywhere because it's really gets complicated. And so we're going to have to skip through a bunch of books, but, but what we pretty much figure out is after she goes through this clash and her world comes back together, she's back at, uh, the tax thing with, you know, in her quote unquote, the normal world. And her husband comes back and says, we got to take care of things. And then suddenly he does these weird things that are like completely. Completely confuses people because the security is coming up to deal with them uh, for certain issues of being hostile or whatever. And he starts to eat chapstick and do these weird things to make things happen, which reminds me, by the way, a little bit of uh, some of the premises of the project that that you've been working on. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I have I have been working on a long, long-term
2: project that uh, ended up being very similar to this movie in a lot of ways. Yes. But I am very, very yeah.
0: pleased that they did such a brilliant job with this thing. Yeah, they did. So so they, he Your does current, all these – Current One of He's my He's been doing current. it for like 10 years, man. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, been, it's been a while. But that's okay. They did a great job. So I'm not going to – I ain't complaining. I'm glad yeah. someone
3: did it right. It's okay. Uh But anyway, he's I, I don't he didn't know anything about this.
2: It's going to be yeah. good. I have the first episode is almost done, and we'll show it to you soon. Oh, gonna you're say stuck. Like, okay. I thought it yeah. was out. Everyone's right. going to watch and go like, "Oh, I guess you really liked everything everywhere." And I'm like, "Yes, I did.
0: I did. I did." <laughs> it is very. But true. I've been working on this for ten years, way before this movie has come out. It's all so, right. It's all good. Very it's all good. Yeah, that's just the way things are. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, he ends up like eating chapstick and doing this thing, and like, everyone's confused about what the fuck's going on. And suddenly, he turns his fanny pack into a weapon. And uh, beats out a bunch of these security guards over at the IRS station and gets this crazy thing happening, right? At which point you're totally confused as to what's going on. But here, I'm going to try to skip forward a little bit because it's a little bit harder to explain. Here's what's going on. There is basically a multiverse situation. Her husband, (laughs) right? Uh, The one who comes in, who eats a chapstick, who's explaining everything to her in a very concise, as fast way possible comes from the Alpha Verse, right? The all the alternate timeline, alternate timeline, right? In which in which their daughter, uh, uh, spoiler alert,
2: in which their daughter has become the villain of the universe, yeah, right?
3: That hallway shot with the ketchup was right,
2: and uh, yeah, it's incredible. And so the timeline itself, like the all realities everywhere, everything everywhere all at once, is endangered because of what her daughter is doing. Right. And, uh, and it has to be corrected. It has to be stopped.
0: Right. Exactly. So her husband is like, there's, I've met many Evelyn's her name is Evelyn, by the way. I've met many Evelyn's around the world. And you seem to have like, like I met thousands of Evelyn's right. And you seem to have things that are special. Right. Or maybe you don't, Right. And so it's a little bit of Obi-Wan Kenobi in that sense. Right. 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 And so she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she doesn't buy any of this. Right. Right. But he tempts her into like doing this thing where basically you have to uh, jump into different universes or different uh, uh, personalities by doing some random thing that would, That makes sense. Like eating chapstick. Right. Do the weirdest thing you can to shift into a different. uh, Do this weird thing and then press this and this and then suddenly, boom, you are transported. consciousness goes to the. Into this, the splinter. And there's a, there's a map that they use to sort of showcase the, how the universe is splinter based on decisions you make. Right. Right. So the whole point is also like I made a decision A or B. And the minute you have to make the decision, one of you goes in one direction and the other person goes in a different direction right. and splinges into a different universe. And as right. Caesar rightly
2: points out, the reason why she has the power is because she is the worst version of herself. She's the worst version. and She's uh, the one who's failed at everything. She's failed at every single choice. And, and so – yeah, so, Exactly. So she can only go – up from here. <laughs> right. Things can only get better. But that aspect
1: was very inspirational. It was oh, it's really, brilliant. It's truly
2: yeah. brilliant. Yeah. really brilliant, brilliant. And uh and so like as the film goes on, you have glimpses of all the other Evelyns that she is. Right. And so you see all these other lives that are Singer. radically different situations. Um and all of them are like she's like sometimes she's happier and sometimes she's you know uh more successful but they're all mostly more successful. She's always, she's always much more successful. Um, but all of them do actually lack something that she has, you know, like there's, there's a, there's an essence to her, uh, of, of like, I don't know how to say it, but like, there's a truth to her as a personality that that they don't have, that they're all missing something. And, uh, and so she is bringing that to that moment every time she shows up. Uh, so every version of herself is getting better from getting connected to uh, other prior versions of herself. Like she is unifying herself as a personality and as a force because, uh, she is connecting between her various selves, which is a symbolic thing to say. And it's also essentially what, uh, is being asked of the daughter in the end of the movie.
0: Well, uh, so they, it's, a very, it's a really brilliant setup. They do. They do. You know, just at the beginning of the movie, when she has a confrontation with her daughter and her daughter's girlfriend, etc. And specifically, uh, they introduce uh, uh, the daughter is trying to speak Chinese, and her Chinese is not very good to her grandfather. And her grandfather is like, your Chinese gets worse every day. You know, you know. He complains about it. It was very funny. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, this is so and so. And he's like, how do? And she's like, how do I say girlfriend? How do I say girlfriend? Right? And the mother drops is like a very good friend. Yeah. And the daughter is like, what the fuck? Can't you just tell? You know, whatever it is, right? And she gets very upset. So this is confrontation. She runs out in the parking lot, right? And they get into her Volvo and she's like, ugh, depressed. And the mother's like, I have to talk to you. And it's like, what? And the mother, instead of saying, I'm sorry, I didn't say the right thing, she goes, you should eat better. You're getting fat.
2: <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so
0: good. Right? It's so good. And the daughter just looks at her like, fuck, fuck you. off. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's just like, "Ah," But at the same time, you could almost sense the – the, I hate to say this is stereotypical but like the Chinese thing is like expecting more out of their kids like right. putting pressure yes. on their kids right. Right. right about like you should be a doctor you should be the best volleyball right. player will... you should be a chess player you should and, be the and best at the piano where she should you know. have said
3: something with compassion towards her daughter right he lectures her
2: yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, what what what's genius about the movie overall, right? Is that it doesn't it, like it lever it levers uh like levies rather lev- levies the that criticism essentially at at everyone you know in the it, like in in the audience like right we are uh like the the core problem of the movie is not only that we don't believe in ourselves but we don't trust other people. Uh, to be good. Like we, we believe the worst in other people because that serves our own self-hatred. Right. And, uh, and that is the thing that makes things worse. Like instead of, instead of saying, uh, this person act like, because she's whatever, like, uh, because it's my dad, maybe I should have faith, uh, in him having a good heart. Uh, I will instead assume that he doesn't because I have so many problems and it serves my story to say that he won't understand. Right. And everyone in the movie is doing this with everybody. Right. And, uh, and when the movie is asking for everyone to be both compassionate and giving towards everyone else and
0: intergenerationally including, including the daughter towards her mother. Exactly.
2: Like every, every, in every direction, it's saying practice empathy and you will live a better life Um, because you're going to end up trusting people in ways they deserve to be trusted and sharing feelings that you should be sharing with them. Um, But you can see how fractured everything is when people don't do that. And that's the stuff we feel most in touch with in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like you're just like, Oh yes, this is like I know what this fucking feels like, you know because i you know because i've i've put myself i've i do have these same self hatred problems, and I do have these assumptions that other people are bad, mm-hmm. uh and the movie utterly turns that around like trust just trust in other people, then you'll trust in yourself,
0: yeah um but because we're dealing with this weird sci-fi multiverse situation, and by the way, the tools to jump between all these things are done in the cheapest, yeah, way. the jankiest, oh, sh- silliest possible Janky- way. It's a bunch of fucking Christmas lights, yeah, and silly things. Totally works. Yeah. In fact, it
2: reinforces the point of the movie. Yeah. It, it does. Like, because, because the movie's just like
0: fall in love with it. It's so much fun and you know you believe in it. And yeah. you're like, "Yes, I do believe in it." But I think there's something else about it technically speaking that works. Is like it's really well shot. Oh yeah. Very well planned. Right. Boring is so, great. So, so, great. So so even if you have a cheap effect, it's it it works because it's well shot and well lit. Yeah. And and it's not doing. hard but the to, choreography to shoot was, something well and do it like it's act, its not expensive to shoot something to well. Do a good job, in, <laughs> but it was choreographed really well. The storyboarding is fantastic.
2: The editing yeah. is fantastic. And the thing is, that everyone is doing an A-level game. Right? Is that their is that their A-game? And because of that, it creates an energy that makes you want to believe in Christmas lights. You know, like the fact that it's Christmas lights reinforces your belief in what's happening like the jankiness makes sense and that's what makes it work it's it's such a uh it's the movie is asking you to have faith in your own feelings that you're having about the movie and you provide the belief that these things are real which is the way movies always should work right right
0: um so uh through through this 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 process, as we're going through this, uh, she actually uh, experiences, like you said, many versions of herself, and in some case is is like completely like enamored, like ones to like, well, why would I want to be me when I can be yeah. the, the very famous <laughs> movie star, right. martial artist. That she was, actually, which is funny, you know? Or yeah. why or or the opera singer, or to this, or to that. Uh which I'm
2: sure was very poignant for Michelle Yeoh, just because that's how her career has been. You know, before she got before she hit it big with this movie, she had like ten years of
3: Was it of really nothing? that long?
2: Yeah, you know, at least I mean, just like and like she's like I mean, Crouching Tiger a while back, and it's been like no one really like until until it was like, oh, Crazy Rich Asians, right? And crazy stuff like Rich Asians, this, yeah. She was uh, uh, she was out in the wilderness, just like you know, Brendan Fraser cetera, and everybody else, and like she knows what it's like to have all these different lives, lives where she's super successful and winning Academy Awards, lives where she's barely getting any roles at all and having to be in whatever you know crappy TV, you know, like she. Like I'm sure that she feel felt plugged into the the variety that she's experiencing as a character and the massive ups and downs uh, for your ego uh, when, you're, when your when uh, your career is just all over the place.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, she's she's experiencing all this, and then what she discovers along the way is that this villain is Jobu, Jobu uh, is uh someone specifically that has that her character from the alphaverse her person from her alphaverse uh her oh sorry let's put it back her person from the alphaverse had pushed uh, uh had discovered this portal situation and then pushed this other person to go as far really really far until that person became so powerful that they can encompass Everything, everywhere, all at once. Right. Right. And <laughs> let's just put it that way, right? So, and this person is crazy town and basically on a, uh, 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 on a rampage of destruction, right? So, like, Hades, chaos, whatever yeah. you want to talk about, uh, basically, like, it doesn't matter.
2: Right. She wants to destroy meaning in everything. Right. Like, she wants to destroy the meaning of everything because having meaning at all mean means that she can feel pain. Right. And so everything must be meaningless. Right. And, uh, and so she's trying to like, like, which I, which I I think is amazing in this film, right? Because this movie uh, has been described as a sort of postmodern film. Right. And like, I actually have big arguments with postmodernism because the foundation of postmodernism is the idea that, meaning is only meaningful to you as opposed to having sharing common meaning with others. Right. And postmodernism can be, uh, there's great postmodern art, there's great postmodern architecture, all this kind of stuff. But the actual the sort of, um, uh, uh, uh psychological idea or the, 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 theory of postmodernism is that you cannot know other people or what they feel. And so you, there is no, there is no crossover with anyone unless else. unless
3: You have that experience.
2: Like and it's only your experience that makes any difference. And I t- I fundamentally disagree with this, right? I think that this is wrong. Um, and this movie uh, does it correctly. It's like this movie, like all great deconstructionist films, is breaking all this stuff apart so that it it verges on feeling meaningless because everything is so fucking crazy you can't lock on to anything, which is how Jobu feels, right? Uh you can't find meaning in everything because everything is changing so fast, and you can't get any relative emotions. But then it brings it all together to say we share these emotions because we are very much alike. And as shattered as everything seems, we are actually unified. And um which is anti postmodernist. And so the sure. the movie, the, the movie makes this uh sort of uh makes this makes it seem like everything is going to be a meaningless, uh, crazy mashup. Um, when actually it's saying it's clearing all, everything out of the way. So you can see how we commonly feel together. And, and it's very, and very
3: powerful her daughter playing that role. The meaning behind all of that was like, you know, she fought her daughter in the hallway.
2: Yeah. Right.
3: All of that was because of her daughter's issues. Yeah, Exactly. it's not her issues Michelle
2: Young yeah well it's like uh, like Caesar just pointed out it's a movie about the doom scrolling decade like when you think everything is falling apart it adds to everything falling apart you know when you when you when you all you have is the perception of everything is meaningless constantly or everything is horrible constantly then you're then to protect yourself you will assume the idea that things must be meaningless and that's what destroys you and did you? Did you goes against that?
0: Did you see? Did you watch uh, uh, White Lotus? Daniel, I, I have not seen that yet.
2: No, okay. I hear it's great. Yeah, I hear the show is amazing.
0: So, so I'm not spoiling anything by saying this, but I think it is fascinating. It's 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 the second season, towards the end of the second season, and again, I'm not spoiling anything. Trust me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, 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 Portia, who by the way is the same actress from uh, uh, Columbus. Oh know. yeah. She's great. Yep. She's yep. fabulous. Yep. And, uh, oh, she's right. Yeah. If uh, I recommend everybody
2: watch our Columbus episode,
0: watch our yeah, Columbus it's episode a it is really uh, good film. Uh, but she is, she's at the, she's there. It takes place in Sicily. And she's with this, uh, sort of lower class English Cockney guy that she's been with. And he's like, he asks her a question and then basically she says, do you have any regrets? And he's like, yeah. It's like the world is terrible now. Look at all the horrible things that are happening. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? right. Would you rather live in the Middle Ages or yeah, just exactly. and he's Like, hey, He's like, this is the best time ever. Ever. ever
3: ever for everybody the, on the face he's of the, the biggest earth.
0: <laughs> you're saying but right. yeah I, I understand that let's not spoil that yeah. but like just saying it's like this is the best time ever yes and it's like and the fact that she couldn't see it yeah because she's sitting there doom scrolling yes. is the point i'm trying to make yes and it's like this is the worst like oh my god I, this i can't think of anything worse that's happening it's like if you can't find joy in your life today then you're fucking losing it yeah, you've lost everything, yeah. and 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 the way that he puts it in that in that in that movie or in the in the show is like, oh shit, that's brilliant. He's like, I don't do social media. It's like, right, right, exactly,
2: right, right. Well, because I mean, this is the thing: is that the that like I you know I think that like I think the internet and so like there there are social media that are quite that are quite good, uh, but yeah, they're quite positive. Um, but the prominent ones are extraordinarily negative and that's what their business model is
3: are you on it as much as you were say two months ago
2: Uh, I, i try to be more selective about it obviously i'm on twitter for martini giant and stuff like that uh but i really try to be you know like i spend more time on tumblr than i spend on facebook that kind of stuff you know and i think that like there's a like the that the you can create a bubble for yourself not just regular you know, political bubbles and everything else that happens, that you can create a, a bubble for yourself in which you believe the world is burning down uh, if you're not careful. And uh, uh, and do, it, when you get into that state of mind, you want to believe it's burning down, so it burns down faster and you stop suffering.
3: Right. Well, it's easy to think that way. Yeah.
0: Caesar said that our Discord's okay and, and he's Discord, right.
3: Especially our Discord. Our Discord is very positive. <laughs> yes, exactly. uh, and and uh,
0: we tend to have great conversations there. So please enjoy our Discord. Right. Don't forget to check us out on Discord. Uh because yes, we do have some great conversations including people like Caesar and McMucky Man, etc. Cetera, et cetera. Uh so, uh yes, so there is a uh there is a confrontation that happens in this janky hallway in the irs building with involve which involve security guards and jojo boo or whatever yep right <laughs> that was <laughs> right. the best scene and it yep. is just insane it's insanity and, it's and, and, you know, there's and, kung fu fights that, I mean it's so hard it's so to cl- describe what's in this movie it's there's so, so, much smart. It's yeah, so really funny that the effects are brilliant and probably done for like twelve dollars yeah right and so many crazy things are happening. And... Like,
2: it's impossible to describe the level of ingenuity and innovation in this movie. It's a hundred right. movies worth of innovation. Yes. It's just out of control. And, uh, and I think that that's the, like it's changing between so many realities so fast at some points that, that some of them just become utterly ridiculous. Like, like you, you barely
0: hang on, you know? it's just very clever editing and just a mm-hmm. bunch of look like that they just stuffed a bunch of confetti in some guy's mouth and you're still like, yeah beautiful. You know? and well, it's just like it's just like so
3: easy the, the, <laughs> the, the, yeah, like head the, explodes it was right. that was such a beautiful so, that
0: explodes into the confetti and There's, it's completely believable it's just editing it's so easy yeah like the, the the
2: the the very point of the movie right is when she is talking with her daughter over multiple universes oh right? god and the conversation goes to just everything is changing and changing and changing and changing and wardrobe changes. (laughs) Yeah. It's just like, it's just insanity. Um, and, uh, and it's the, it's the point I was describing. It's like things may be changing radically all over the place, but the conversation, the emotions are linear. Like the importance of what is being said is true in all universes. Yes. Right. And so like, and, one of the things, like the highlight of the movie for me, and this is a big spoiler because it's such a great punchline. So if you don't haven't seen this movie, don't listen to what I'm about to say. Cut tune back in in, in ten seconds. The highlight of this movie for me is when they become rocks, like when they when they change into rocks. Which is what Susan in... just said.
0: And by the way, uh, Mikey Man says I'm just posting this for Chris, and I'll do it every three comments. <laughs> Joe but I'm Buttubaki, <laughs> but I'm gonna keep saying it wrong because she said it wrong every, every time, time yes. in the movie which right. was the whole point is that it like it took her like the, yeah. yeah
2: yeah like this like when they change into rocks like i have to be careful about saying because i'll start to cry like they're trying just trying to rocks. describe trying to describe how much they love each other uh
0: as rocks as rocks they're and too uh, just, I, I'm just and makes you cry it's so insane. so there's so there's so many things that are happening. There's this changing universes, they're confronting each other in different ways, and then it's just a shot of a cliff, like like the Grand Canyon cliff almost, yep. right? Looking down and then two rocks. Yep. And and, it's, and text, you don't even hear them talking. It's, you don't hear them talking. Yeah. And it's just two rocks. It's like what do we do now? It's like don't worry about it. Just be a rock. <laughs> it's like <laughs> It's it's one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a decade. It's a really yeah. yeah. And they're just talking to each other yeah. through but text everything messages. that we've
3: talked about with filmmaking where it should be, it's, it's just, just that's this, it.
2: this is it. This is absolutely it. Like it's 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 absolutely overwhelming how much this movie like it it stays so true to its point of like uh trust in one another and trust that you love each other. And because it's Showing you a movie and trusting that you're
0: going to get it. By the way, I just want to put that you're it, out, be there for it the journey you went through with them through all these crazy things that happened. And then all you see is a shot of two rocks on the edge of a cliff talking to each yeah. other through subtitles you said you almost cried i almost cried just <laughs> I now you almost openly cried. openly wept in the theater i was laughing right. at how much i was crying right was and, and then you almost cried just now thinking about yeah. it i'm crying yeah. it monkey man and caesar said i cried right? yeah you're looking at two fucking rocks yeah it's and you're crying the sure. yeah because you are so emotional about two inanimate <laughs>
2: objects talking to each other right like th- that's what i mean by saying like it doesn't matter what the universe is. Does
3: that make me a bad person that I didn't cry? Yes. Yeah, obviously.
2: I mean, you're way more of a man than I am. I'm just saying. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> but like it's like no, is... I, I can cry, but, and, <laughs> but like that's the UN you, like you're, the you're emotional the pussy ex... to Daniel. Uh, that's all I'm <laughs> No, like, that's not it. We can all agree I, on that. That's okay. I, I
3: cried when uh, Jeff Beck died <laughs> and David Bowie died.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is it. Like, but the that the emotional that's through line is the only thing that matters. <laughs> it's the only the only thing that matters is, is, is the truth <laughs> of what is being said. Right. That's that, and and that the movie makes it makes itself out of that statement the movie is the statement the media right. is the message <laughs> you know
3: like that yeah is exactly that's uh, what was what his name marshall um, McLuhan. yeah but they also made a um the uh um, what was his name he lived down in the village he made a song about it i'll look it up um this revolution will be televised yeah,
2: exactly. Right. What was and the, uh, the revolution will... Be, yeah, the, this revolution will be live. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. that's... Uh, I've, why would I not... Why would I forget his name? Yeah, he lived
3: not far from... But, um, uh, he died years ago, but he was... Um, revolution will not be televised. God, he used to play the blue note down the street for me. And, um,
2: yeah, that is... Uh, uh, good, uh, uh, Gil... Uh, Scott heron Gil St. heron Yeah, yeah, so... Which is Gil what's Scott got, Heron? Gil, Gil Scott Heron, one of the greatest songs of all time. is the Revolution. Yeah. Tower,
3: with all that. listen to that, folks. Yeah, I'm going to well, put that link in the chat for to, people but...
2: that have not uh, have not heard this because it's amazing. Thank you for bringing that up. But yeah, like that's that's the deal, dude. It's like like uh, whatever movie you're making, whatever statement you're making with your movie, make sure the movie is that statement. like make that the movie
3: sure that movie movie is that statement
2: yeah like that's all that's your only responsibility and so like in terms of the emotional statement what it's saying about uh intergenerational feelings what it's saying about um uh identity within america what it's saying about treating each other well what it's saying about uh, finding peace in your own life is it's very, very chaotic because, like, the fact is, like, for Michelle Yao, Michelle Yao, like, uh, like she's had massive ups and downs in her career, just like I have had massive ups and downs. Like everyone's had massive ups and downs. But say, social, many social media make you want to present a completely fluid, very fabricated, fabricated positive experience to show outwardly, and when
0: inside you're feeling fucking crazy. Oh God, tell me about it. Right. I just hate this fake, per, fake persona that people do. There was a hilarious episode. It really it really there was a hilarious episode of 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 Portlandia where the where he meets this girl and they decide to go on this impromptu trip to Italy and they they show their pictures on Facebook and they're like this looked really and then you see what actually happened and yeah, it's yeah. like right. really like a horrible trip, <laughs> yeah, but they right, only posted right. the best parts. <laughs> right. And it's like, that sounds like you had a great time. It's like, mm, yeah, yeah exactly.
2: But like, if you, if you are present for all of it, then it is a great time, even when it's up the ups and downs, you know? And like, that's what the movie is saying. And then ultimately what I was going to say is that, that the movie itself is a statement about the joy of filmmaking. Yes,
3: like, that is. I was, I, you know what? You said it, but I really felt that way. Like it, there's a love of filmmaking like Tarantino infused oh. into it and the yeah. creative choices. I was like, man, these guys just love filmmaking. And yeah. It's exciting. It's just love it. That was it's just the kind nice. of thing in my thought, with particularly in the hallway scene, because it was so mm-hmm. clever. And she was so funny and sexy and just the way with the ketchup, joking that... around. I was like, that's great filmmaking. And you only people who love films. Yeah. could make a, a sequence like that. Yeah, because they crappy. They're office giving us that
0: fucking love. That's what it, like they give us that joy. But they're also making. She's. It's. I, in a sense, they're actually commenting, or she specifically. Sorry, I'm going to go scroll back up, Monkey Man. Her name is Jobu. Jobu. <laughs> Jobu. Jobu Tapaki. Jobu Tapaki is making. <laughs> I I feel that in that statement, she's actually making a statement about visual effects. Uh, yeah, absolutely. She's absolutely. like, "Oh, look how cheap I can do it! Like with fucking yeah. ketchup. Ketchup, yeah, right." She's like, "It's organic," and she made yeah. this joke: "Is like it's right. organic because it's a bunch of blood." Like, just put it. She gets stabbed, right? And Like, mm. "Oh shit!" And like, and then she pulls out, like, oh, "Oh, I'm so hurt!" And she pulls out a p- bottle of ketchup. Yeah. and she goes, "It's organic, meaning that it's not real blood." I don't give a shit. It works. It it works. And I'm like, wait, what? This is
3: the
2: pure joy of it. Like, this is the, like, and the, and the the movie uses the, like, they uses the love of what they're doing to make a thing that represents love. Right. Right. And, like, it's impossible not to be affected by that, I think. Right. I think anybody who gives this movie a chance is going to be, is going to be hooked by it in some way, you know? And, like, again, to be, like, I think that, like, they they try to do so much stuff that towards the end there's so many things going on. There's almost no way to organize it, so it maintains the the the, the
0: incredible momentum they have for the first two thirds. Absolutely. Right. So so to try to tell this story linearly is going to be really hard. But I'm go- Well, here's my attempt. What I'm going to try to do to try to introduce the different characters that are involved. Because what happens as she goes through these different multiverses, she introduces different versions of herself that come into f- fruition, right? right? And you don't really know in which universe she is, which is great. Mm-hmm. And but all of those characters, the whole point of jumping into these different metaverses is to learn something. A little bit matrixy, right? It's like now I know kung fu, now I know how to sing, now I know this, now I know that because I've introduced I've learned from these different characters, right? uh of myself different personas.
3: <clears throat> all right. Wait a minute. So, wasn't there a, besides Christmas carol going back in your life? Wasn't there a movie where uh well first of all um Groundhog Day where we but there was wasn't there a movie in the 70s? Was it Heaven Can Wait where I he goes Evan back? Love it. Yeah.
2: Uh Heaven Can Wait's the one with where he he wakes up as the football player. And the
3: right yes and uh, Buck Henry I, Buck Henry, the yeah.
2: writer from SNL. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a great film. Anyway, anyone who anyone gets a chance to see I think that's on HBO right now, actually. Warren Beatty, um, um and, Buck uh, Henry. Buck Henry and uh, Grodin? uh Charles no. Grodin. Yeah, and uh it's it's terrific. Terrific James Mason, terrific but yes, James same kind same Mason. James Mason. Yeah, like it's yeah, it's like it has that same kind of like like it's both ridiculous and incredibly touching yeah yeah like it's it's really really something it's really something to see that stuff
0: so the 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 here are the different personas that appear in her life and you learn through them through the thing so i'm gonna go through each of those a little bit because they're scattered throughout the whole thing and you sort of get glimpse of them in different ways but there is the there's her uh her martial arts character that shows up, which is basically she Typical her origin story is that she gets beat up in the backyard and she gets taken in by some ninja by some uh, martial art, uh, a sensei who teaches her how to be a kung fu expert, which then leads her into a big film role and she becomes a famous actress from this, uh, from the, her role, which is very much tied to as we just explained her, I guess her her the actual actress's origin story, yeah. right, right, yeah. and. Um, What's interesting in that situation is that she – her split happens after she originally met her then-husband, right? But she then left her husband to pursue martial arts and then her husband went to America on his own without her, which is in in her universe, she and her husband went to – America together and started a laundromat business, right? But in this situation, she split and then became this famous actress and then her husband did something else. Now, what's interesting is when they came back together, because they meet again, her husband is rich and successful, Mm -hmm. meaning that separated from her, he succeeded and became very successful. Mm -hmm. They're still in love with each other. After they met many, many, many years later, mm-hmm. but separated from each other, they're able to succeed. She's succeeding as a actress and film and martial artist, and he succeeded as a businessman, yep. which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And their dialogue is very dramatic and beautiful it's very it's like a one car why it's like a one car why or a french <laughs> film right it's like <laughs> totally different right yeah. and and, and, what's what it like it yeah. Yeah, and it
3: was interesting like it was one
0: car yeah and what's fascinating about it is like literally at, you're watching this very dramatic thing happening in the story <laughs> itself and then in your what in the middle of the movie and then it starts playing the credits like it's the end of the that movie really- and like Like, wait, what? And then it pulls back and you realize you're in a theater Mm -hmm. and in that theater you're watching the movie that she is playing as an actress. Yes. And everyone's like, Oh, what a beautiful movie. It's like strange ending, but like beautiful movie, right? Because you're like, Wait, what? That's how it ends? Like, you know, you're questioning that whole situation. But but like they're literally playing the credits to the movie and it's just brilliant idea of like making the movie that you're watching be part of the experience that you're doing it's <laughs> like they
3: got this made but it's it, incredible I, it's I incredible know, it's, it's so not what hollywood is churning out it's so no it's not it's like, it
0: costs 14 million it's a fucking easy gamble this. and that's if you can do something for 14 million man you can do a you, you they'll let you do a bunch of shit yep yeah, it's it's it's, it's Joe Boutapaki, Joe Boutapaki, Joe <laughs> <laughs> like that's, the, that's the
2: thing, right? It's like Thank Hollywood, monkey man. <laughs> like I was saying before, like Hollywood is, you know, panicking about movie theaters because like the reason why Hollywood is panicking about movie theaters is because Hollywood has created an untenable situation for movie yeah. theaters. Like yeah, fuck them. they fucked themselves. That's yeah. what happened. And so they are totally confused about how do we fix this giant problem that we created? And then you have something like everything, everywhere, all at once, 14 million bucks, giant fucking hit. It's such a giant hit that you can jack up the price again. will come award season. It's So, so super huge. Eric and had to buy it for $19.99. 19 19 bucks. Right. And they're still wondering what to do about the movie theater problem.
3: <laughs> do you know, did you read that article Guys. that Spielberg is, uh, wants to do to um, a streamer? His own oh, stream. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah, he Interesting. was saying, well, I should have done Lincoln or something, but uh, oh, yeah, that's, that's right. where I I'm going to go in next uh, right. is, is streaming.
2: Well, and I think the Tarantino is going to be directing for uh, TV as well, uh, for streaming as well. Like, yeah.
0: uh, All right. We'll get to that. That's yeah. a big conversation. We have sure. to get through a lot, and I have to make sure that I'm uh, on time to pick up uh, my daughter from high school.
3: Anyway, back to I the can't movie. she's in high school. It's, sometimes I hear stuff, I was like, their dude, are, dude, kids
0: are getting older. My daughter's fourteen. I know. I've got. I'm. I'm going through college choices with Lily and SATs and shit like that. Man, it's not. It's, it's wild. It's, it's wild.
1: You yeah. know,
0: she's driving. Uh. <laughs> Monkey man. You keep Go-go-ibari. adding different names in there. <laughs> Gogo Bugatti, Gogo Bugatti would be a good one. go, Go-go Bugatti,
2: Gogo Ibari uh, is uh, from Kill Bill. She is the one who swings <laughs> Roman, Polanski Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski. There we go. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> Jojo's
2: bizarre adventure. Just remember that.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, that's one of the stories. Is specifically her that. And then there's the other story where she's a famous opera singer that's a sort of a smaller story uh, uh, that happened. There's one that's very strange that comes up every now and then very brief but she's a sign flipper in Hollywood yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that was that was an interesting one which, which is which
2: is by the way struck a chord for me because I uh acted in a movie for uh, our mutual friend Carl Denham directed uh, in which I played a sign waiver called The waiver. And uh, it's a feature-length film. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I saw that, she and she it was like, that? oh, my God. <laughs> that waving Oh, it's still, it's still near and dear to my heart. Yep. But, yeah, we and, have that. We have, uh, we have, what oh we of course have, uh, ra- ra- uh, what is it, Rakuntui. Ra- 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 no, 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 no,
0: Rakuntui. Rakukui. <laughs> okay. So so this is funny. So this is a this is a much bigger like I thought it was a joke. Rekakuni. Rekakuni, right? <laughs> Which by the way is hilarious in itself. So she talks she mentions this thing about like she tries to explain to people in her universe that there are people that come into their bodies and act for them from different universes. And they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" It's like it's like that movie with the raccoon in the hat, hat that tells yeah. the chef what to do. It's like <laughs> raccoon. What? What? What are you talking raccoon? about? It? It's you like raca- <laughs> raccoonie. and she keeps saying racacuni. And they're like, "Do you mean ratatouille?" It's like, no, it's a rat. It's like, no, it's a raccoon. And she keeps going through this, which is funny in its sense that it's about a raccoon, and that story does a goes a long way in this to the point it to just I'll look at this. There is literally a raccoon on some guy's head that tells him how to cook, (laughs) right? Okay. But what's funny about it is I'm wondering is like, okay, they probably said ratatouille, but they couldn't get obviously the rights to do anything with that. So they made it a raccoon and called it (laughs) racacoonie
3: just to get (laughs) get through
0: that. Genius filmmaking. But they acknowledged that it's just they, a different they, universe they, version of the same song. Well, no, they, that is one thing, too. <laughs> right. they, they, but they also played it off as like, oh, she's just a weird Chinese woman who couldn't pronounce it right and call right, it raccoonie exactly. as yeah. opposed to Ratatouille. Because her daughter's like, you mean Ratatouille? Yeah. It's like, no, it's oh, a no. raccoon. <laughs> right. And then, so it's really funny. But, yes, there is a character. She basically plays a chef over at, uh, like, Benihana. One of her personas and she's kind of pretty good, but not that good. But then there's this other chef that's really fucking good. Yeah, And it turns out that he's got this raccoon tail coming out of the back of his chef's hat (laughs) because (laughs) he actually has a raccoon that's teaching him how to be a chef. It's the greatest.
2: So yeah, it's, like this movie's what fucking the bananas. Fuck is basically, going, it's and bananas. of course, like the classic thing you can see in the background is there's the universe, which is exactly the same, but everyone has hot dogs for fingers. Yes, <laughs> you know. And in that universe, she falls in love with Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: Oh, and, the, they're, 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 and this yeah, beautiful
2: love story happens. There are they.
0: <laughs> well, what's funny about it is that she doesn't that. Well, what's sad about it, I'll put it that way, is that she is. Suddenly thrust upon a the situation where she is with Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. who she hates, in her own universe. Yes, yep. and up together. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, "What's wrong?" Because Jamie Lee Curtis is so in love with her because they are lovers, mm-hmm. right? And she doesn't understand what's going on. First of all, she's got hot dogs for fingers and doesn't know what the fuck to do with them, right? <laughs> and so. It is a complete confrontation of what's going on in terms of her. It's like I got hot dogs for fingers and this is a person I I hate. I love the person I hate. Right. That's it. it. And then it takes her a couple of times before they realize that, oh, no, she she and I love each other and we are together and we're happy. Right. And it's the – yeah. It's, which is, which, which
2: the storyline, but really it's, a it, it's actually quite an emotional storyline. It's really great. It's a, it's, it's a short, it's a, it's a short thread, but it's very powerful and it connects her. It connects her and us to the daughter and her relationship. Like it's yes. a direct echo of that. Uh, and also it's another statement. It's another repackaging of the statement of the movie, which is essentially not to quote other famous, um, uh, uh, characters, but, uh, uh, love, let's love thine enemy. Like it's love the person instead of hating this person, love them. Like stop fighting with this, uh, stop fighting with this truth. This is a person that you can love. They're not an enemy.
0: In fact, they actually do it at the beginning of the movie. One of the things that she is supposed to do in order to jump to a different universe is to specifically look at Jamie Lee Curtis and say, I love you and mean it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? That's, and she's like, what? And she's like, Jimmy Lee Curtis is about to attack her and kill her. And she's supposed to say, I love you. Yes. <laughs> Which is – that she, is the movie. That is the movie in a nutshell. She can't do it because yeah. this person is attacking her and wants to kill her. Yes.
2: This is, that is the truth the movie is trying to alert you to. Right. That is the whole thing as a statement. That's the film.
0: Right. Like, and there's right. a there's a thing where like they do this they're attacking each other and then instead of like kicking, she opens her arms for a hug. Like it's like it's amazing. Yes. There is so much stuff going on in this, it's hard to digest. I can't even explain uh the pizza yeah. that just came out of Michelle Yo's mouth.
2: Oh. <laughs> We yeah, but we have we have we have an actual prop on Martini Chat. Look at this right there.
0: But there is a there is basically like they they, they 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 like uh they go after her and there's a bunch of people that are going after her. This is another funny thing, where they all have to find their platforms to jump into different uh, characters, and one of them does involve uh the guy trying to jump onto the award and using it as a butt plug, which is <laughs> so funny. Too good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So. um, Not uh, basically what ends up happening through this situation is that all of those lessons start to come together for her Mm -hmm. in the end, um, which is what a movie should do. Right. But but they don't go full cheesy on it. They actually do say some authentic things, right? So Jamie Lee Curtis, for example, goes after them, but still ends up like not caring. Like she ends up basically letting things slide. And then she and the two of them end up hanging outside vaping together, which was a weird scene and a wonderful scene of the two of them. Like, because Jamie Lee Curtis looks at it and is like we're we're two unloved women, strong unloved women. No one appreciates us, mm-hmm. and that's a wonderful thing to say in that way, right? And then the most important thing, obviously, is what this movie really is about. <laughs> in a lot of ways, if I'm going to put a log line on it, it's about her and her daughter can recon- her, absolutely you know, reconnecting, right? Right. Yeah, and and, and so. Uh, she she does confront her father and said, "This is not. This is her girlfriend. They're together, right?" And,
2: and how does the father react?
0: Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> girlfriend, you say <laughs> all okay. the all of the all of the
2: tension that Michelle Yeoh was feeling <laughs> was is in gone. her
0: mind, in her mind, yeah. right.
2: right? and so this is the this is the thing. It's like you're absolutely right. the The main tension of the movie is between the mother and the daughter, and we know. Their mother and daughter. We know that they yeah. love each
0: other,
3: right? It's that hallway but, scene? Yeah. If but, she was going to kill her, she would have just killed her. But she's playing around with the ketchup. I thought that was the best scene right. in the movie. Well, that me. was the thing, just
0: right? Her... I mean, that's the thing. Is like her, her, her alpha husband. Right? <clears <clears <throat> says you have to kill her, and it's like you're going to try to do this whole thing without killing her. It's like it's like that's impossible. It's like somehow I think maybe it's like. I guess, you know, because the whole point is, like, if you kill her, we're fine, right? Mm -hmm. But she doesn't want to kill her. She wants to solve it with her. And it's like, because I can't kill my daughter, right? And so that is an interesting...
2: This movie preaches 100% unvarnished, pure love as the answer to everything. That is the answer to pain is love. That's it. That's what the movie is saying with every frame. And, like... And like as a as as filmmakers and as movie watchers and movie lovers, like the the like the stress and pain of of watching, you know, movies that don't care about you, <laughs> like Jurassic Park. You yeah. know, you see a movie like this and you go like, "Oh yeah, that's right." This can just be a channel for pure love and enthusiasm. Like it's just love. It's just it's they love it. They
3: love. There's to this the filmmaking. That is so much nicer than just the, like, synthesized world of, like, a, you know, a lot of right. stuff. Even, like, Bullet Train, you know? Of it course. Was a, it was really refreshing.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, I mean not, not to criticize Bullet Train, but, like, Bullet Train, I don't think about the effects in Bullet Train because... I'm not just like, talking
3: about the facts. I'm just saying, yeah, whatever the overall, yeah. the worlds that we're so used to are these kind of, you know... So artificial. Like, yeah, and all of a sudden, you have something that's little... It's, it was organic. And, and it was and refreshing. And also, real. like... And as, as uh, it's real in spite
2: of its very in your face artificiality. Like it's using the artificiality
3: as realness. Yeah, but it's clever. and That's it's what like I'm saying. You, you that you we're saying the same thing. It. Right.
2: Like cause, like the, 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 Ra- the rakakuni puppet is, is, is a puppet.
3: Thank you. That's like it's breaking jank fourth as hell wall of, in a way. And
2: in it, some ways. and it yeah. 100% works. Because like what I'm in love, oh, you're laughing your ass off. Yeah, when you see it. like it all. It makes room for everything. It makes room for the love of everything. It makes everything okay. Yeah, and that's that's the incredible power of that movie. And uh, and so like you know, I think like I said, I think these guys are going to become yet better filmmakers than this.
3: I think you, Chris, or you said it earlier that they're the next cones. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, um, you. but they are I'm not that clever. <laughs> they they we know that. I they, was just trying to be
2: nice to you, but. Uh, the reason why they're going to get as good as they will get is because that's how much they love what they do. Like, yeah, they are, that's right. they're, they're, they're just there's a love out.
3: and appreciation of film, like you see yep. in it's seeped in cone films, and it's the same thing, you know? 100%. Yeah. Clever, clever, clever.
0: I said that about Looper, too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, we'll like, see. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not saying anything that, that he does is bad. I think glass, glass, glass onion is fine. That is good. It's okay. Not per, for me. If you're gonna watch, if but he's paying, making a lot of money, right? Great.
2: Like, pardon me for cheering. Yeah, like, glass onion is a good movie. I like it better than Knives Out. It's a good movie. Um, but like, I felt love in the menu, like. The menu, I, watch the... Uh, the menu I, won't, I won't give anything away, but there's a moment in the menu when I'm like, this is not as cynical a movie as it appears. And it actually has love behind it's it. It's
3: so funny. I thought you were going to say, I don't want to give anything away. I'm not going to say the name of the movie. I just don't want to give anything away, but it was the best movie I saw this year. Okay. What? No, no, no. I don't want to give it away. I don't, I, don't want, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to ruin it. Well, what's the movie? No, I look, guys. The menu. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Like, he doesn't give the name of the film. <laughs> no, no, Let me just, ask you about no, the
0: menu because I've been wanting to watch the menu, but I didn't know, like, is it... Is, how can... Family or not family?
2: Um, I think it's... Like, it's got some intense stuff in it. I don't imagine that there's anything that's over okay. the top like it's, Alta, it's Alton Brown it. talked about how we
0: love that movie
2: it's an incredible movie it's a it's a very it's a very it's a very small movie it's not like it's yeah you know, sure. it's not I wouldn't it's not like everything everywhere it's a it's a very small simple point that it's trying to make it sure. has a lot of very sly fun with its premise but what made the movie work is that behind the cleverness there's an actual statement like yeah, there the movie has a, a thing it wants to say and it uses the whole movie to say it that's it's a great example of that. Yeah. And it's also very, very funny. Okay. And, and very quotable. So I, I think, uh, it's, I will, it's, uh, it's made by the guy who made uh, succession. So if you like okay. succession, no. uh, yeah, it's by the, it's, it's the I same, love succession. same, same kind of slyness that succession has.
0: It's funny. Brady, totally Brady, and, Brady and I were watching, uh, Rocky. Cause mm. he, he was very interested in watching Rocky because he learned how to play the theme song to Rocky on his guitar. Excellent. And so uh, I was excited about it. And I I love Rocky. I love right. Rocky. Does right? he
3: like Jeff Beck at all?
0: Who? His, your son. Plays he console. doesn't know who Jeff Beck is. Oh. No. No. You lost
3: Dave Crosby him. today, too. Well,
0: he doesn't know who that is either. Yeah.
3: Well,
0: you, you could teach him.
3: But yeah,
0: I could, very- but
2: that's not my priority. <laughs> Rocky is a very simple, powerful movie with a singular yes. statement. Yes, with know? a great script. To yep. Great, great script.
0: It, it's a it's the one of the, it's a fantastic character building. Like it is the the, the, the pinnacle of like beautiful character building. Right? Paulie, your sister's with me. <laughs> so good. So good. There's a cuff and link and the rest are pebbles. <laughs> 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 the turtles <AIDS>. the best <laughs> <laughs> and just him giving the lecture to the girl about being a slut with those guys like you're gonna hang out with those guys you know like oh my god so good
2: yeah and actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie is something that would that people would not appreciate at all today is when he first kisses talia shire
0: oh god which, yeah
2: which is a really uncomfortable borderline like yeah, it's, yeah it's brady inco- was
0: uncomfortable when he saw that but- and
2: my my point is that you should be uncomfortable. This is an uncomfortable scene. That's, this yeah. is about two broken people.
0: You know, um, but at the same time, he 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 yeah, he's trying to be as nice as possible, but still yeah.
2: like really I mean, wants it's, to it, kiss her. There's 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 a, there's a there's a it's a real love in the scene from both of them. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, it's a very upsetting and and awkward scene that I think that people would be, ret, you know, reticent to write today. Like that's like that's no, a character.
3: That's an interesting. Yeah, a lot of stuff can't be written to. No, no, yeah. no, you and wouldn't do that. Today. Just, it's crazy. But that's you're talking about 30, 40 years ago yeah. that you can't do that now. No, that's, a, no, nuts. Dude, that's a that's a can. really beautiful That's nuts stuff. Though culturally yeah. that's not.
0: Yeah, we've regressed in a lot well, of ways. We're very we're
2: we're very um worried about being judged because all we do all day is judge people. And we, we don't want to be, and this is what everything everywhere argues against. Like, and I think that this is the, as Caesar brought up, this is very, it's like the anti doom scrolling movie. It is the, uh, because I'm, I'm, I I think the internet has done 99% incredible things for the world. But the one thing that we have to work out is that the business models we use with social media largely are, uh, have turned us into, incredibly untrusting frightened creatures and when we are innately social and want to share love and we are actually terrified of each other all the time that creates a profound amount of anxiety and distrust and self-hatred and plus you
3: throw on covid and everyone's locked up inside
2: it's just like you wonder why there's like why suicides and anxiety have gone through the roof it's because we do not trust each other in the slightest anymore at all that's why and it's because people are making money on it. And It doesn't mean it's going to be. It's like the internet is not evil, and it's not like it's not like ah, oh, it's the only the internet will only ever poison us. That's not true. Social media is done perfectly well in many many different ways, but in the way in which it's popular, it's bad.
3: Not to go too deep, and Chris maybe saw it that Sergey Brin and the other guy uh, founders of Google are, are coming back to Google because they're worried about uh chatbot GPT.
2: <laughs> yeah I, ima- I imagine
0: against the problem the problem with those like i don't know if you i don't know if you've seen some of those things but like if you go to chat gpt and you ask it to do like what is 219 plus and this it actually gets the math wrong oh
3: yeah yes but the concept so, so, of and so the, the growth of it you're talking about now but but,
0: but google this- google has these language models they've had them Far longer than ChatGPT, but they don't put them out there because it is wildly inaccurate. But it gives it with such confidence, so (laughs) they they can't they can't do manage. Two plus two
2: is five, gentlemen. As it always has
0: been, as it always has been, right? So (laughs) they can't do that now.
3: Go ahead, Eric. The point is, is that they're saying now a barge eighty percent of like material and other things in five years it's going to be written by ai and the former founders of google are really concerned that if they're not on that bandwagon their whole model is going to collapse but that's
0: already been happening right so like like 75 percent of cnet uh, there there was an article or in the in the verge podcast in the verge cast that that i just listened to today like 75 percent of cnet is written by bots (laughs) right And they, and he's like, for example, and they talked about it, is like, there's a, I highly recommend it. Just go to the Vergecast, listen to this week's episode of the Vergecast, and they're talking about it specifically with the, with like the fact that they were, uh, CNET was bought by a company that basically uh, uh, maximizes SEO, right? And so every day, CNET puts out the current mortgage rates, right? Because they know that people will search that, what's today's interest rates, and they want to have people click on the CNET article for them to get the ads, right? And they don't want, no human being wants to put out what today's interest rates article is every day. So a bot does it for them every day, but it comes out. All the time. So journalism, yes, journalism is going to be replaced by bots in a lot of ways. And so well, that's
3: even yeah. just technical stuff. And with a, a lot more, they're saying like 80 percent of, of, of content, you know, if yeah. you can take if And so they're they're worried that, like, all their advertising models are going to collapse. Yeah. Oh. yeah and the search i i got a new search engine called you have you ever seen that uh i'll share it with everybody it's
1: pretty wild um
3: and you can go you write you uh the search engine ai search engine you.com com. um
0: Okay, we got to get to Bullet Train real quick because I do have wow. to cover that before we go. we haven't even talked about Bullet Train. I know.
2: Give Bullet Train the short trip to get to business.
0: But Bullet Train is uh, pretty much a heist movie. Yeah, sure. Call it a heist movie? Call it a heist yeah. movie. Um, and it's very uh, entertaining in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, it's the general story of uh, basically – how to put it starts off, it's in Japan right it is the japanese bullet train uh that's taking place uh a bunch of different characters end up on this bullet train and they all confront each other turns out they're all assassins or uh mercenaries of some kind um and they are all confronting each other in different ways I mean, like uh, the 18 <laughs> well or ocean's 11 was ocean's 11 one. yeah yeah, yeah. Right? Meets Guy Richie, meets the Guy you know. Richie, yeah. And so there's there's two English characters that are Gaspar on there. Gaspar
3: Noir. Is, the, yeah. the lights on that were so Gaspar Noir. Like uh, the there, kind of a glowing Tokyo thing. It's
0: beautiful. There, there's two English characters on there that are named a Lemon and Tangerine, uh, that are a black guy and a, and a white guy, uh, that are called the twins as a thing, which is also obviously ironic because. They look so different. They don't look anything like each other, but they're two English guys and they're very Guy Ritchie type characters. Can we say? Yeah. Um, uh, The, the, the black guy who's called lemon uh, loves uh, Thomas the tank engine and refers, yeah, which was kind of funny. Right. (laughs) He, he refers to every character that he runs into as a different character from Thomas. Right. The worst being a diesel, like the diesels are the worst, right? (laughs) Right. Which was kind of a funny uh, process of that. Uh, But specifically, uh, Brad Pitt is our main character who is last minute kind of guy. Like he was hired at the last minute to get on this train. Uh, And uh, he is (laughs) in an earpiece talking to his handler the whole time, uh, who is a woman. And uh, she refers to him as the ladybug and what she goes –
3: Whose voice was that? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock,
0: yeah. Uh, She refers to him as ladybug and he's like, Well, oh, because I'm so unlucky. He's like, no, because – you're saying that ironically because I'm so unlucky because ladybugs are supposed to bring you luck. Because he's always got something bad happen to him that he feels like he's always unlucky, right? Um. But uh, – so that's the, the, the characters that are involved. And then you've got two two Japanese guys, a, f- uh, a, a, a father whose son is in a hospital and then the, his his father who's also involved. And then uh, you have this young Russian woman Shall we say. Uh, she's not – she doesn't seem Russian. She seems English. You don't find out that she's Russian until much later. But she always plays the super innocent girl and then uses that to her advantage to – uh uh throw people off guard and then subdue them with her Great. strength very funny as well very good uh but all of this takes place on inside of a bullet train with all kinds of crazy japanese stuff happening the whole time did so they create... shoot
3: that live action outside
0: no no <laughs> no yeah yeah no <laughs> yeah and it, and it was funny the thing that crack me up about that bullet train thing is cuz like when you look at the 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 scenery go- so i've been on have how many, how many of you guys have been on a super high speed train i've been on like a I've TGV. Been on the
3: bullet train the, the okay TGV you've been on the bullet train and the tgv but i've been on right. the bullet train in, to- in japan
0: right i don't know if you've ever been on one daniel they're fucking fast as hell right they're going 200 miles an hour right um so when i was looking at that and was looking at what's going on outside it was moving too slow To be a bullet train. Yeah. Right? Just wasn't moving fast enough. And then on the footage, when you saw the train moving through a city, which by the way, most of the time the high-speed train is moving through the countryside, not through the city. When it's in the city, it's moving slowly because it's a fucking bullet train.
2: It's dangerous as hell.
0: Right? But then they show a shot of it as a bullet train moving very fast going around a corner at high speed. If that train went around that corner, at that speed, everyone would be thrown to the side of the train. Yes.
2: <laughs> some standards this I
0: agree with you on long. that. <laughs> it's like, it does not make, it's like a train doesn't go around a corner like that. No, that's not how trains work, uh, which would be hilarious. Uh, but anyway, it's still, it was still trying to uh, take advantage of an anime style look yeah. and things that was going on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's the-
2: it's slick and and uh, reasonably fast paced plot. That's the anything, it, everything in the movie is like the whole. It's like everyone on the train is an assassin. Like it's very, it's a very it's a, narrow, it, but very, it's a little,
0: it's a little John Wickie. Yeah,
2: a, All but,
0: really. uh, but that's but, a very but, good point. That but,
3: whole vibe. Yes, yeah. there was. Yeah, it's like
0: it's a comedy John Wick. It, but it's very and it's funny. It is funny. Like there's a lot yeah. of lot of good humor, a lot of gut yep. gags in this thing. Yep. Like, I, mean, I will spe- give props to the comedy on this. It is funny. Absolutely. And
2: spe- specifically to Brad Pitt, who is just fucking hilarious the entire time. Yes, like he really, he like he stumbles he, onto shit all the time. Yeah, like this is one of the goofiest characters he's ever played, but he still pulls it together. Like he makes the whole thing work, and it's very, very funny.
3: Well, he's no, he a... did one in True Romance where he's a total stone. Yeah, but that was
2: what thirty-five years ago now. Yeah, that. one time ago. But
3: that's that was the, it. it harked to, for me. It heart back to like that. I was like, oh man.
2: Yeah, totally. Totally. He he took himself so seriously. And he's so yeah, he's he's this idea. very he's playing this very. Uh, you know, this assassin character. Well, like he's a criminal, he's not an assassin, but like he's a, a snatch and grab guy. Right. And he is recently, he's had to kill lots of people, you know, all sorts of stuff, but he's recently been going through therapy and reading <laughs> a lot of books on Zen. And so he doesn't want to get involved in him. He just wants to,
0: he doesn't t- like when he takes all of the things to go on the train, he doesn't, doesn't take, take his the gun, gun because right. I don't want guns or just, which not. is what makes the title ironic.
2: Right. And so the, uh, like the, like his whole play is like, he doesn't want to have conflict with people, yet everyone is constantly trying to murder him. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, like, it's amazing how long he is able to stretch that gag. Like, it works re- remarkably well. The setups are really funny. The wedding and
3: all thing the- was hilarious. Yeah, the it's wedding just great. was just it's so just great. Funny. They,
2: they're cutting, uh, they're cutting back and forwards in time to show people's backgrounds really quickly, like flashbacks. The show
0: and, and uh, that's very Tarantino-ish in a lot of yes, ways,
2: right? And so, like, it, you know yeah. it's like it's just like in Kill Bill, like you're saying, like when they yeah. they t- uh, tell you all of, uh, uh, you know, uh, the anime backstory for the villain in Kill Bill. Yeah, right. like they do exactly the same thing here. And all of those backstories web together into what is essentially a single story. Um, so you have some small surprises along the way of how people connect.
0: And it's and very lot, clever. And a very lots clever lots and lots of cameos. Like yeah. constant, right? Oh, like show Shan- is Shannon Tatum. Shannon Tatum, Charming Tater, my favorite. Yeah, and and, and he shows up and the, and basically he's just a person on the train, at which point Brad Pitt comes up to him and is like, Can you do me a favor? He's like is is this a sex thing? <laughs> yeah, it's hysterical. He's
2: like, he it's like the no, it's away. not a He's sex like, thing. That
0: guy's got a good walk. <laughs> it's, it's and so Channing Tatum's got this whole gay vibe to him. Yeah, it's it's very, very funny. Very funny. And, <laughs> and
2: also, like Channing Tatum is in uh, the other movie with Sandra Bullock, uh, the one where he like it's the romance writer. It's a yeah, yeah, which right? is basically Romancing the Stone. Romancing the Stone. The book right. that Channing I think it's Channing Tatum, is reading a book, and it's the book that... Uh, Sandra Bullock's movie. character is reading from that movie. So it's, it's that level of silliness, right? And right. and like I would say like and it's got like awesome actors and it's like the guy who plays uh Lemon is the dude from Paper Bo- from um Atlanta who plays Paperboy who's an incredible right. actor. You know, and everyone like everyone is just like having a good time so it's very that's like, what it was uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, that's, it,
3: well that's oceans 11 oceans
0: 11 like, yeah, they, like everyone's having a good time making this movie it's, it's, sure. it's not it's not a big effort movie they had a lot a of a good very craft services movie. and they had a yeah. good time yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah and so like I, I i would say that it's uh uh yeah brian tyree henry yeah thank you yeah like the uh like this is a good very goodwill movie to me and uh and like it's a great uh it, like we don't need everything to be everything everywhere all at once all the time, like uh it's perfectly reasonable to pay twenty bucks to go see Bullet train and then be like, "Cool, let's get pizza like that is part of a great night out, yep, you know, and I really when i had a I had a little bit of resistance going in because I was like yeah I, I love Brad Pitt, but the ad didn't look that great, and then it took maybe about ten minutes to win me over, and then it won me over. Like I didn't have any. I was. It wasn't without complaint, but I was like,
0: yeah, same. I love it. It's fine. Same. <laughs> and, then, and then, but at the beginning, I was looking at the effects, and they're like, ugh, these are cheesy. They're mm-hmm. bad, right? They're not good. Let me just right. put it this way. I'm no, no offense, but these, these are not high level. This is isn't. This is, an, this is yeah. an Avatar Weta level right. effects. And these are. We she-
2: can we can say this without Sheep. meaning to offend anybody, because I can definitely say I have worked on movies with great effects. And I have been a part of movies where I have worked on very terrible effect shots. So I. And that's yeah. just the way it is. It like, is not
0: necessarily any yeah. fault of the artist. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the not art the artist's direction. fault at all. Yeah. That's it, exactly. It's the art direction. It doesn't come to Art direction and, and budget. But, yeah. but, but, they, but, but, the, but this one partially is like part of the problem. Not, I don't want to say problem. Part of the reason that the effects are not necessarily good is that they're totally over the top. Right? Yeah, totally yeah. over the Completely top. Completely cartoon. Which yeah. Which in a sense like they need to be for this movie. Right. right. So at the same time, I'm like, I'm fine with it. You right. know, if I see one bullet train crashing into another bullet train at full speed with one going under, under the other and everyone still survives Fair. fine with it.
2: That's good. <laughs> like, I mean, I would say like what we can learn from everything everywhere, right. Is that like they could have made, there's a better version of bullet train, which is a lot less expensive. right?
3: Yes. Right. Smaller cast. A
2: small smaller cast, tighter script, uh jankier effects. There are more like
0: models and you know whatever I think they is. save bullet train by just throwing a bunch of random actors in there. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I dunno you know, again. Don't wanna but when it, you we start, we, listen, we spoil like everything. Time. We spoil yeah. everything on this thing, so you're Here just gonna is. have to be ready but but Ryan Reynolds is in it for like ten seconds. Ten
3: seconds. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it does. yeah that's total that's total. Uh, it's absolutely like it's love Hollywood Mad 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 World meets Ocean's Eleven Yeah, and it's a total um, but that you know yeah
2: it's it's like fucking you you get uh, you know in Mad 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 World you get like what's his name Uh, uh, classic uh, silent movie actor what's his name Uh, the general Keaton Keaton in there for a couple of seconds you get like what are you just going Jack "Ah, Benny Jack Benny I love Jack Benny. And just like, that's, it's a celebration of that kind of fun. And that's, that's totally good. I will say that, uh, they all, they all like doing this enough. At the same level that it meshes more and more as a movie, as it goes along. Right. Like I bought into the plot, I bought into everything and the payoff again, spoilers, the, of, uh, of who the villain is, um, uh, is, um, what's his name? Michael, um, uh, uh he played zod in uh, the superman movies great actor wonderful actor
0: michael shannon shannon in.
2: michael shannon michael like,
0: shannon also did a version of it's a wonderful life or what was the mo- the christmas movie he did it was f- really interesting No, no, no. oh god uh, come yeah. on someone someone Mon- monkey man is going to know michael shannon did a really interesting uh, movie more recently uh that was yeah, he's, a career, cool.
2: he's a really legitimate. Yeah, he's a here. cool. Yeah. He's a
0: cool indie guy,
2: and he's uh, and every now and again he shows up in some big cornball, expensive Hollywood movie, and he yeah. really hams it up and has <laughs> a good time. But he has a great time hamming it up. Yeah. And he is he such plays a ham the, in this. It's hysterically funny. He plays
0: the ultra villain. Right. And so the name the, the the guy. Hell. The guy you've been waiting for the whole movie is the person they're all his name is White Death. He's like this yes. he's supposed to be this Russian horrible assassin terrible person and it's played by michael shannon and it's just like
2: it is he's unbelievably savory silly lines and it's just right it's fu- like especially going up against brad pitt where brad pitt's like
0: savory silly <laughs> like, well the other thing is <laughs> like, like t-shirt what the, right there. what's funny <laughs> is like brad pitt just to, you know brad pitt is going in as a replacement assignment because the other assassin got a stomach bug yeah
2: Right? Like Ryan Reynolds is the guy that Michael Shannon wants to kill, doesn't right. know that, Brad, that Brad, Pitt Brad Pitt is not
0: I, Ryan Reynolds. I, I, Brad, and so he's like, You're the so and so. He's like, No, wait, that's not, I'm not me. I'm man. the other what guy. What are you doing? <laughs> and, and it's this whole, like, you're at the yeah. end of the movie and you're like, Wait, what? It's like, No, that's not me. <laughs> I like I was supposed to get off. Listen, beat. there's oh. some
2: books you should read and just process this a little bit. And like this dude is like giving this whole supervillain act, this Russian supervillain act. And Brad Pitt's like surfer dude. It's it's
0: really really funny. Well, he's got it's the goofy really little
2: the, the goofy little beach hat on, yeah. too,
0: which is hilarious.
2: Yeah. Now, yeah. I, like I was like it was, it was such a uh, genial uh goofy movie that I was just like this is the kind of shit that, like, I mean, like, it's like, this is kind of what I wanted, um, uh, what was the, the gray man to be? Uh, right. and like, and the gray man, I thought, I think it was, I think it was criticized. I think a gray man is not a bad movie. I think it's a pretty entertaining movie, but nothing in the movie is working as well as Ryan Gosling. Like, Ryan Gosling is doing the job. He understands the assignment and the movie is around him is fucking hilarious. Like, he is really doing it right. And the rest of the movie is just like, trying to be james bond or it's like so strained then you see bullet train and you're just like what if everyone gave a little bit less of a
0: shit we will do a
2: nice job
3: there was a coolness about <laughs> it yes
0: and uh and ease right, the I movie the movie he did the christmas movie he did is called potterville
2: oh, oh. yeah 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 i did not i did not see that but yeah, but yeah uh, Shannon's
0: great. And, and so that was – I would recommend – it's a good, interesting – it's definitely watchable. But he's done some amazing – he was also played, a, again, a show that people under underrated um, uh, at home with Amy Sedaris. He's oh, on yeah. that one. He's on that one. Yeah. He's on that one.
2: He has a, uh, a great uh, minor role in Revolutionary Road. He plays the brother uh, in Revolutionary. It's yeah, tremendous yeah. man. Yeah, he's, uh, he's
0: a really He really also plays uh he's also George Jones and George and Tammy.
2: Oh and oh uh, if uh, if uh Dave 3D were here, he would insist on me saying um oh, shoot. He's I,
0: also in Knives Out, actually.
2: He's in Knives Out. Hang on yeah. for one second. I, uh, uh, it's called Oh shoot, what's it called?
0: Michael Shannon. He's in the shape of water. Um uh, paranoia film
1: uh what's it called
3: paranoia uh,
2: film yeah oh shoot what the fuck is it called uh, oh uh yeah bug uh with uh ashley judd directed by uh um um uh william friedkin which is great wow. and uh the one that dave uh uh, the one that Dave 3D would insist on is Take Shelter, which is a terrific, terrific movie. He's really, really wonderful and with Jessica Chastain, I think. Uh, really, really good indie movie. But yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful actor. And it's just like when he comes in there and he's just like, hang on, let me put my indie skills away. And I'm going to give you the ham. I search. got some indie skills. <laughs> <laughs> like here it is. It's the, uh, it's the, it's the, uh, Subway 12 inch ham on, uh, on whole wheat. <laughs> Performance yeah. from Michael Shannon. Yeah, it's pretty funny.
0: Yeah, so so basically, the premise of this film is that all these assassins are out there. They all sort of seem to be interlinked in some ways, and you find out their their interconnection over time as they mm-hmm. go through. Um, and several of them are are pretty hilarious. The one that I think that Eric and I both uh, both seem to love is the the, the Mexican. Oh, they, yeah that
2: was really uh, fun yeah that, it's really
0: that one is, and and he dies so quickly but you get his entire backstory that goes for so long but he yeah. dies almost immediately
2: this is a good clever part of the movie it's like they give him <laughs> this enormous backstory and then he which makes it surprising that he dies so fast and you're like why did they do that enormous backstory if he was a waiter too yeah because yeah, like and then reveal then it, the next thing you're like oh the backstory is actually the
0: key thing
2: the key like that's actually it, yeah. the b plot of the entire movie Right. Uh, and this is guy, this guy just
0: so so just to there. give you an idea of this story, which is hilarious, so like like literally basically uh 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 Brad Pitt reached his goal within fifteen minutes of the movie, which is to pick up this briefcase and he has to get off the train Leave. and he <laughs> and he's at, and he knows that. So there's a, the a, one of the big key points of the movie is like they go. There's only one minute at every station that he that, that the the doors open. He can get in and out of the train, right? So he's at the door waiting. He's got the briefcase, which is what he's he's like. This can't be this easy. And he's like, that's this easy. You just got to get off the train and you're right. good. And so the, the at the door, that it comes in is this Mexican guy wearing a white suit that yeah, looks at him. him. Yeah. He loses his mind, stabs loses me. his mind, and stabs Brad Pitt immediately. <laughs> <The> phone though, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or doesn't stab him because he actually gets his yeah. phone. But you don't know this. All you see is a stab, and you think, "Oh, Brad Pitt's dead," and then you immediately go into the backstory of this character, right? right. And so you. St- you literally start with his childhood about his father murdered and his mother and the blah all this whole thing and then, like gets involved with a gang. Like they do this whole montage section. Well, he's up section. for this
2: wedding. And the so, like, he's like
0: in love with the, the, the woman at the bar and they, they turn into a wedding and it's like this wonderful wedding. And then
2: suddenly everyone at the wedding is poisoned except him.
3: Except him. Because well, yeah, Brad specific... can't walk by him bumps and him. The... Yeah. bumps him, and his drink got spilled. So right, boys... and
0: so he's wearing a white suit. He's wearing a white suit and bumps him, and the wine spills on his suit. And so he's rubbing the wine off, and then he turns around, and everyone is up. massively poisoned. Vomiting pl-
2: blood. Vomiting <laughs>
0: blood and blood coming out of their eyes yeah. from the poison, and they're all dying, including his wife. And so this is horrible situation and so that's he's on Avenger. So he shows up at the bullet train wearing the same fucking white suit from his wedding with the same wine stain on it. Like, <laughs> right. like which is he's hilarious. Wearing, like he's the super villain, yeah, exactly. Like he like is like you're still wearing that suit, and then yeah. he sees Brad Pitt, who apparently in the backstory was at the wedding who's the guy who bumped into him.
2: Right. And he was yeah, but he not was...
0: necessarily the guy who poisoned them. We find out later that it's right. another one of the assassins. Yeah. That poisoned. But, but the
2: poisoned. and here's where like one thing the one thing i really truly loved about this movie and it sort of represents how the entire movie works is that this even the action in this movie is very sort of like uh low stakes it's like lots of sure. things are happening and it's all really funny but you never like you're not really worried for anybody it's just no. like fun action right but it's also extravagantly gory
0: Oh You're yeah, like, yeah, yeah! It's like spectacular. Uh, kill Bill. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. it's ridiculously
2: gory, and I love the 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 tension between Brad Pitt's easygoing, soft comedy and these sort of like fun, slight action scenes and legs being chopped off and blood vomiting everywhere. I was just like, "This is great! This is extremely silly." Yeah. Uh, so like the tone, the tone is really like the thing that makes the movie work. Outside of Brad Pitt, is the is there's a consistency to the tone through the entire film that eventually I developed faith in. And once mm-hmm. I had faith in it, I could relax into the goofballness of the entire thing. And then it was, then it was home free.
0: Well, the thing that like, just to get another give perspective thing is that, uh, lemon and tangerine have an argument of how many people they killed to pick up the son of white. Which Death.
3: was shot in long beach. Cause I watched that. I was like, <laughs> Wait a minute, that's not the bay of tow. It's yeah, just it's like, like, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. And so and so basically, like they're like, I sh- we shot we killed sixteen people, no seventeen. And so they have this whole recap of how many people they killed to get yeah. this guy. And it just and has a counter, It's a, just, counter on a little the counter on the side, like <laughs> one, two, three. And, and they're like, talking to the camera. They're and like, they're talking 16. to the camera. It's like that was four, five playing poker, five, and a bam, 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 bam. and yeah. and it's just crazy gore heads chopped off hooks through heads you know like really ridiculous insanity it's just it's
2: absolute comic book silliness and i think that like the like that's the thing it's like just like to catch a thief like to catch a thief is not a great hitchcock movie but everybody in it is great and hitchcock's a great filmmaker so it's a really really highly watchable movie like it doesn't doesn't really go anywhere but it's really pretty and everyone's really likable and so like this movie has the same effect where i'm just like yeah, the plot's pretty thin, but at least it's there and like everyone's committed to it. Yeah. And so by the end of the movie, like I was actually I was really pleasantly surprised at how neatly everything comes together into sort of like a single zen statement. I was like right. nice. Like this like now it feels like it was all it doesn't feel as random as it did in the beginning. It slowly weaves its joke together and then and then gets out yes. yeah yeah and so like that, that's the thing is like i in terms of the hollywood model I'm like that used to be the standard like you it up, used to be the standard you're yeah. absolutely right you know like this you'd be like you like i like there's a movie one of my favorite but it also action.
0: has an ending yeah
2: it yeah. has a real ending
0: it has and, a real ending it's there's no cliffhanger as yeah. to what the fucking next show is yeah.
2: or whatever people that die die and people that live live and the mm. ending is you know get get the ending you want and there it is yeah. it's complete it's, like you don't need bullet train two. Like you have bullet train. It works fine. And like it's like in the eighties that like my favorite buddy cop movie of the eighties is not Lethal Weapon. Turner and Hooch. That's also very good. That's a surprisingly good movie. Uh um,
0: which way but loose? No. Which I also love.
2: <laughs> <laughs> not cops, but still love. Um is uh Running Scared with Billy yes. Crystal and Gregory Hines. Yeah. <laughs> which is an absolutely terrific Peter Himes movie. And that's the kind of like you know, like, hey, we got a couple of really funny stars. You know, on the on the beginning of their career,
0: let's just make a cop movie with them, see what happens. You know, what's the one really with uh what's the one Try with Gene, one. Gene Gene Wilder and uh, and uh, and uh, oh shit!
2: Oh yeah, I know the way. You're, I can't think of the name of it, but yeah, I know the
0: way. You're Gene Wilder and Richard the Richard Pryor, Pryor. Richard yes Pryor.
2: like uh, uh, Silver Streak and uh, yeah, uh, one of them's that da- Crazy,
0: da- star, da- crazy da- star crazy one is a yeah. death and the other one's blind
2: it's yeah exactly right. yeah like these are just you, know, you get the one gag and you go with it and you make a movie out of it and it's, it's funny like there's plenty of these movies which like i've, I've seen a bazillion times like they're yeah. they're, they're they're like oh well you know what i watched oh sorry oh, no, i was right. gonna say no, erica no, so i was I gonna say stakeout i just want to throw in stakeout was the one mean, you were trying to think of stakeout no
3: yeah. i watched fletch the other day oh yeah and I, I was fletch. like <laughs> that Fletch. absolutely holds up
2: Oh, Fletch is fucking hysterical Plus the plot of Fletch is great It's yeah. great, and there's that a lot a great, of people great, great guy.
3: I, I hadn't seen it in years And I could not stop laughing I was like, wow, this really mm. is Oh, it's so good, dude <laughs> But she died but so fast she was suffering for a while, but when she but, died, wait, The final moments, yeah. <laughs> what's and, he, and What's his name? He was like, oh well, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, like, uh, Harry, Harry, S. Truman. Harry S. Truman, just like the president. Yes sir, drop the big one, drop two big ones. <laughs> 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 All ball bearings these days, boy. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I actually like Fletch too, as well. Fletch. There's some good gangs in Fletch. Two. Two. There's yeah. some funny
2: stuff. It's like Fletch. Fletch itself is perfect. I haven't seen the new John Ham Fletch, which got like shaky reviews to start off with. But now I've met a lot of people who are like, if you're into like a really l- l- easy comedy, it's actually pretty great. Like, John Ham. John Ham plays Fletch in Confess Fletch. I read the book Confle- Confess Fletch, and it's very good. And so huh. I, 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 I want to see the movie. But like that's the kind of thing, like these are the sort of like um uh, B player movies that used to be all over the place in the eighties and nineties and whatnot. And they're thought of like now as classic movies that are incredibly rewatchable. And like I got like I have no interest in watching a Marvel movie twice. <laughs> like there's maybe maybe Doctor I like Doctor Strange. I watched that a couple of times. That was pretty good. But right. running scared I've seen like
3: literally sixty but I think, times. Do you think they caught they I think they they probably set it up? So you don't need to watch it twice Something. because they're, like, they're going to oh, make, make another one. Mo- no, they're making enough money on the toys and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's not, they show. probably look at it as a product that, you know, disposable, like right. jeans. And then he's mm-hmm. mean like, uh,
2: there, there are, I, I say, I would say I, I like more than half of the Marvel movies. I like them. And, and more than a third I love. So I'm not anti-Marvel by any stretch of the imagination, but the, the sort of production culture around Marvel is very
0: disposable. And- Caesar brought up Central Intelligence, which I also think is Oh yes, yeah, Central Intelligence. Yeah, exactly. Okay, a couple right. of things. Okay. I want to do I want to bring it up because that that's actually a really good There there is something, and we mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast. There's something about Bullet Train that is very much a film that got made because of the pandemic. There's yeah. the situation of this, you have this confined space of this train that is obviously on a stage and in quarantine Paper, environment. Right. right. And, right, and right. then you got you got all the LED walls doing whatever they're doing in the background and the lighting. And by the way, the amount of fake magic hour lighting is <laughs> not, to me, honestly, like I don't buy it. Like if <laughs> if that's magic hour, then it's not believable. It's not believable magic hour at all. Well, it's
2: also like oh, it was a strange color for me. So yeah, I was like. This looks kind of like greenish. Like, what is this? It's like orange. It was, it's dirty I know, orange.
3: I really think they were going for that gas bar noir thing, where it's just mm. like hyper realism. Yeah, of, it was a,
2: it definitely for the most part. They it totally works. Like, I, yeah. I think that like the. I, I, and actually I actually like the ending of the movie quite a bit. But like the lighting at the end of the movie is the wobbliest visual part of the movie.
0: Absolutely. Because it's mind. completely insane stuff that happened anyway. It's like right. totally over the top. But when when Caesar said Central Intelligence, I agree. I thought Central Intelligence was hilarious. There. But again, as a movie, they could not have made that during the pandemic. There's too much shit going it's on. Too many in things locations, happen, Too many places. Right? Yeah. And so this movie is sort of positions itself in like this bubble it's very smart yeah it's a very smart <laughs> a- in terms of how to make this work right. but at the same time it feels like a bubble right yeah yeah it feels like a play almost hmm. yeah it's an action play it's like, like an a- action play right like right. it's like all it's like okay you've got you know and they literally say it. it's like you've got you know uh, uh six economy trains and four uh tr- you know whatever like, whatever it is 10 ten economy trains and then six first class or whatever right Murderbike and down. so yeah so yeah. it's very much set up like this 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 situation and each car has death its,
3: on the Nile kind of thing um,
0: yeah well right. death on the Nile was terrible. Express, yeah but
2: like, uh, the original
0: one yeah express oh yeah the original. Yeah. death on the Nile with peter Ustinov. is that what you're talking about Yeah, Yeah, there's yeah, Yeah. and uh,
2: and there's also the great uh, original uh, uh, Orient Express. And actually, I like the Brana Orient Express stuff. That was actually sort of surprisingly good to me. But like, yeah, the like the thing they did for the new Death in the Nile is like everything I've seen is like they may as well just filmed most of that in front of a television set with pictures of sunsets. Like it was just like this doesn't like this looks unacceptable for a Hollywood production. Like this looks like a weird. Like it looks so fake. I'm, like, it feels like a run through rather than a movie. And I, I, yeah, I, it did. Yeah.
0: It definitely like some of the effects felt like previs. I hate to say it that yeah, way,
2: but sure, yeah. But in any case, like with uh, like bullet train, like like they develop a good look, and they uh, and they, it's a very smart bit of production uh, because they imagined like what can we shoot during the pandemic? We have two train sets. Let's do it that way. It's gonna be easy and uh that's pretty
0: much probably what happened yeah, yeah. you
2: know and like that that's uh, like they, they will spend the money on the stars it. and it's gonna be fine and like i think that the and the stars
0: uh, didn't have anything to do is like just show up on set and do this yeah, one two no big five deal, scenes wear a hat done no big deal and yeah. like the and like there's I, a lot I, of cameos and a lot of cameos in this yeah thing. like i wish
2: that they would uh learn a lesson from that model and like you don't have to wait to the pandemic to make something like this like, you don't have to be forced right. into this position. Like, you can still make a good movie. In fact, like, the limitations are probably what made you make a good movie out of it.
3: That's know? correct. Yeah.
2: And so I think that uh, there, there's, like, and and like they, they have incentive to learn that because Bullet Train, like I said, when the first weekend came out, it was kind of a soft opening. And everyone's like, wow, it's a bomb for Brad Pitt. But then it kept playing and playing and playing and playing and playing you know, and like, there's no competition. Sure. But like, it's the kind of movie that people are like, yeah, I'd see that again, you know, and I can totally imagine watching that again. Like if that's on TNT, I'm like, yeah, fine. That's on. I like bullet train, you know, and like that, that's the, that's the kind of thing. If you have a whole backlog of that stuff, you know, that's what everyone's fighting over. Now. When we're talking, when you were bringing up like, you know, these movies are available and these movies aren't available anymore. Those movies are bullet train kinds of movies. Like that's all the one shot single uh, studio programmers that we've all watched a hundred times, you yeah. know, and like that that's when you have that as your backbone, you can turn it over and over and over forever. Um, but studios have fer- foregone that chasing the Marvel bucks and it's totally destroyed their entire infrastructure in terms of delivering, uh, delivering content that people want to re-experience and once they're tired of superheroes, they no longer are used to going to theaters. So they, yeah. they, they've really fucked it up. You know? and A weird like the, time. Yeah, well, it's like in the Atlantic article. The theater article,
0: model, like, yeah, the Atlantic article, you saw the Atlantic article yeah, I put up right. it there. It's like, what the fuck am I doing in the movie theater?
3: When anymore? was the yeah. uh, Atlantic
0: article? When was it? I just put it up today. Just go to our Discord and go to our random links. Yep. And, and I put angry. it up yeah, no, putting a, being angry, I'm just saying it's, it's a great point. But but it's it's I'm like, encouraging everyone to go to our Discord.
2: Like and in if, movies, uh, like
0: the movie the 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 basic <laughs> of making
2: movies doesn't work without movie theaters.
0: <laughs> like, like well, that's the title of the article. It says Hollywood cannot survive without movie theaters, and that's true. Oh, the 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 current Hollywood we have
2: it's going to it's going to die. Like they right. will, it will die chasing that model. And the thing is, like, there are, there are plenty of great, uh, you know, streaming is all sorts of great new ways to make movies, you know, like, uh, because you can make things longer, you can make well, all this great new stuff. Um, but you're still missing that, like, the bullet train level movie still doesn't fit in Netflix. Like, they tried to make that movie and nobody watches that movie. You know, like, it's, uh, like these like mid level Hollywood style things. Like you can either make a, a an eight episode or ten episode show, you know, in which they invest a shitload of money, or you can make a two hundred million dollar Chris Pratt film. They
3: just, they just roll the dice like that.
2: But they but like you're not you're not gonna see an awful lot of two hour long dramas with Meryl Streep. Like Silkwood is not something we're gonna even make for Netflix. She's coming to Only Murders in the Only Murders in the Yeah, which I'm very excited about. But like, and I love, I love stuff like Only Murders. But like, good, straightforward, simple short story film, two hours long, 30 million bucks, with a couple of great stars, is still incredibly hard sell anywhere, uh, in streaming. Like, you want you to use s- either a full show or it's, or it's giant budget. But the, this guy says is-
3: something like, the other day, about like the colorization of Netflix films, or all this uniform look, and I'm yeah. like, God, that is Ugh. such a sad state of affairs it's if you are doing that. Gross,
2: man. That it's stuff like
3: that—that's the step towards death.
2: Yeah, that is that is and truly I didn't, ugly. No, I
3: didn't put my, you know, I wasn't aware totally, but I know there's that Netflix look. But when you stop and step back, you're like, God, that's oh, it's horrible,
2: hideous, hideous, hideous. Like, but
3: that's where they're going.
2: Yeah, they want everything to look the same so they can manage it. Like that's, it's just a production management issue to them. And like, I mean, like, it's like, it's quite obvious that you can shoot great looking stuff for streaming. There's loads of great looking streaming. Um, but Netflix, if they have the option to force you to shoot, uh, in a certain look, they will do it. You know, you have to be Alphonse Cuaron before you can get out of that, that, uh, loophole. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) It's really, really ugly. And I, and like, that's the thing is like, I, it's that the, like, it's like, it does a couple of bad things. It squelches uh, visual innovation, and the model of not having you know small investment star star packages actually destroys movie stars. And like having actors that you're like, oh, I would definitely see whatever Meryl Streep in the movie about uh, you know um, uh, like Cry in the Dark. Like Cry in the Dark doesn't get made for Netflix. French with Tense Woman doesn't get made for Netflix. You know, except as a ten hour. Mega, mega piece.
3: But doesn't even get made
2: anymore. It's, that's what I'm saying is like, it's, they've totally destroyed that as a model. And I think that's where some of the best movies exist, you know, because like, if you like, m- like the problem with much long form streaming, I, I'm very happy that you can tell it, make a 10 a hour movie, but most movies don't need to be 10 hours long in order to make their point. So most stuff I see is three or four hours too long where it's a lot of wheel spinning, you know, even good stuff like, uh, uh, what's it? Uh, HBO's, uh, detective. Was it, uh, blah, blah, blah. With Woody Harrelson and, um, Oh, true uh, detective.
0: True, true detective.
2: Uh, yeah. True detective. Like true detective season one. I agree. has loads of great filmmaking in it and great character it's stuff. Great. That, that is way too fucking long. Like, yeah, that should be story. Yeah. like that. That should be silence. Of the lambs. And <clears throat> that, in which case it would be, a two, uh, a, a two hours and a classic. Yeah. Uh, instead, I'm just like, I'm not going to fucking watch this again. <laughs> like I'll see scenes, but I'm not going to watch it again. Yeah. It's
0: not watchable. It's not rewatchable. It's not rewatchable. Okay. Listen, I got to get going, unfortunately, because I got some uh, obligations in front of me, uh, but uh, this was great. Sorry. We had to do it on a Friday instead of Saturday, but I'm, I'm Huge we still thanks. had lots. We still have lots of viewers. So I'm excited that yeah, so uh, you guys, guys are like able Monkey to Man come and Caesar to, uh, and a whole at, bunch of other people. Yep. Uh, awesome. so I really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to check out our Discord where you can see the link to the Atlantic article, which I highly recommend. Uh, and, uh, besides that, don't forget to join us next Saturday. We'll probably be doing a watch party and, uh, uh, make sure to follow martinigiant.com for any other information that's going on. All right. You guys ready to do this? Let's do it. Let's do it. Drink. Oh. Drink.